everybody! This is Jackie, and I am here with the Mares in Black podcast, episode 31. This is news for the third week of February. This is the podcast for hobbyists, by hobbyists, and I am joined by my lovely club with my lovely... I can't even speak English. I am joined... <laughs> I am joined by my lovely co-host. What's my name? I don't know. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. This is Heather. Yay. Hi, guys. This is also our long show. We have an interview with Robin Roberts on uh, OF Plastic Collectability of the Briar Mm -hmm. uh, denomination. Yep. So that's going to be in here. It's it's a good episode. It's a good, it's a good interview, people. This is a good episode. I'm pretty, I like, I like the show fluff for this episode. So let's, let's, uh, let's get it on. All right. On like Donkey Kong. Yeah. We want to thank everybody for the shout outs and the compliments to the show. Again, especially for the Instagram stories. Those are so fun and we're really enjoying doing that. As a side note, Jackie has officially um, restarted Model Horse Monday. Yep. So um, every Monday we're, one of us will p- post a hashtag under Model Horse Monday and tell a little story about a piece of our collection and we invite all of you to join us. Yep. I think one of the things we ought to think about doing is uh, re reposting some of the really good ones so yes i would agree we can do that too yeah no new last countries. i checked yeah and the last i checked no new countries so bummer <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> Cry really looking <laughs> really looking for antarctica i would really love to get antarctica is that the last continent we don't have i think it is yes okay so we need someone who's doing research in yeah, antarctica so if any, to download so if anybody episode. knows anyone at mcmurdo or Admonson scott you know, just listen to our show. We'll send you $20. <laughs> Not afraid to abuse our power at all. <laughs> at all. Um, so our next full show will be, uh, it's going to be the Wellmans, correct? Yes. Yes. Collectability part three. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be a little bit of a hybrid because we have um, Kirsten and Sarah Wellman, who are um, experts in OF plastic briars, as well as China. Horses, yep. uh, OF, uh, Hagen Rennickers especially. So uh, they'll be our next long format show. Excellent. Yay. We have corrections. Boy, do we. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Do we ever. I'll take the first one because I heard you do this as we were recording and I thought, thought for a moment I should correct Multiple you. times, apparently. Yes. So uh, Cameron's last name is Clow, C-L-O-W, not Crow. Yes, like clown without the end. Yes. That's a good way so, to remember it, actually. <laughs> my my mea culpa on this is there's a director named Cameron Crow. Oh, there he's is. a really You're good right. director. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just a like a slip of the tongue type It's like the thing. Joss, Josh will work, thing. Yes, I will work really hard not to call Cameron a crow. <laughs> walk, walk. <laughs> Christina Riley's mini painting minis is Mr. Prickles. Not Mr. Pickles. He's so prickly. we apologize to Mr. Prickles. Yes. And everyone else is just for good measure. I know Mariah uh, Vogue had to email me and remind me how to say her name. So if we mangle your name, Kelly, a uh, caricature and <laughs> everybody else. else, we are really sorry. Just, you know, email us and we will, we will a try to say it right the next time. <laughs> Lauren Hofer was the first one we mangled. Uh, we kept calling her Hofler. And we will also try and publicly state on our on our show that we have mangled your name. Yes. I will issue a correction. Uh, we're so sorry. <laughs> All right. On to the news. We really are. 
On to the news. So we're back with the news. 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 We have MIB news. We're taping this late, so we just came off of Briar West. I'm really tired, but it was a good time. Mm -hmm. We had uh, the Q&A booth there where we answered um, hobby questions on Sunday to people that uh, are new to the hobby or were just walking around and wanted to know what the heck was going on. We had stickers and buttons and mentoring program postcards. And that was really fun. We'll go, I'll uh, go into depth about Briar West on the next show. Yes. And I, I had to work, so I had FOMO the entire yes. weekend. She was, she was, <laughs> she was missed. <sighs> See, cause we're, cause we're both connected to the Mares in Black Facebook account. So every time there's a notification on that account, I get a notification and my notifications were blowing up so hard on, on Facebook. <laughs> By Saturday <laughs> afternoon, I was like, I'm just not, I'm logging out and I'm not coming back till this is She, over. she had the... She had the mega FOMO. So sad. What are you going to do? Get a job that doesn't make you work weekends. That is probably an entirely new career. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Your next career is lady of leisure, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so coming up later this month, we have a giveaway with Field of Dolls. She's made us a lovely Western doll who's a lady in Ma- Marin Black. She's a Marin Black. Marin Black. Um, and we don't know how we're doing that yet. Is that correct? I talked to Stephanie Blaylock this weekend, and uh, we have made arrangements to have a... <gasps> a Grema? A, a Grema lottery. Yes. So, okay. So excited. Grema lottery with the kitty. That'll be fun. Yes. Actually, it'll probably be the smaller kittens, but because Grema's over it. But, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Grema has the name recognition. Yes. Um, and finally, um, in April, we're going to do a milestone giveaway with Mares and Black Swag mm-hmm. for uh, some big numbers we've hit this month and a few we'll hit next month. So stay tuned yeah. for that. And I think we're going to think about some other T-shirts because uh, Josh's Herd Nerds was very, I yes. thought that was hilarious. I think a Mares and Black Herd Nerd like hash- T-shirt hashtag is. Hashtag Herd Nerd. Yep. So if you, if you want a Herd Nerd shirt, let us know. Yeah. We'll, order we'll bring them, them to Briarfest. Good times. We'll order some more Mary's Black shirts for the store. Too. Yeah, we'll get some uh, bumper stickers and other stickers. I also have asked someone on Instagram, and we'll reveal them later to make us a, a cartoon sticker. Oh, sweet. So that's going to be fun, too. So we'll do stickers and buttons out of that. Nice. Like it. All right. Um, moving on to other news. Briar all over the joint. Briar all up in here. All up um, in here. As we mentioned last week, they were at the Toy Fair. They they uh, broke out a new, uh, the New York Toy Fair, which is a big deal. Yep. They broke out a new toy that they actually did a press release before. Um, so if you remember when you were a kid, they made Barbie styling heads. I I didn't have one, but every no, other I didn't girl have one I knew either. had one. They have made a, a horse styling head with kind of a it's like Barbie hair and you can braid the hair and brush the hair and, and, and color the hair and, and do so it's, so it's a new thing for Briar. I have to be honest. When I opened that link up, I thought this is a shot at me. <laughs> Why? Cause Oh, because, for the wig. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you could, it could, you could, I opened this up, I opened this up and I was like, head. what is she doing? <laughs> it's called the main beauty. Get it? I get it. Main. Main. Like a horse. M-A-N-E. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) So that's a new toy. 
I think that might be wildly successful. I think it will be wildly successful because <laughs> those Barbie heads were never, I was, that was never on my radar, but I guarantee you this would have been. Oh, my cousin had one. My sister had one. Everybody that wasn't a Briar nut with me had one. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, they did a, at Briar West, they did a giveaway for a model of Thunder who was signed by Thunder's owner. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, they gave three away. The Thunder's owner was actually there and uh, had her Super Bowl ring and forced it on everybody that got a picture with her. So I got to wear the the Denver Broncos uh, Super Bowl 50 Super Bowl ring. I, I got to say, I saw that picture and I was like, what? Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, I don't even, really I'm not cool. even that into football anymore, but I was like, I would like to wear a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> so it was funny. I guess, I guess they tried uh, to make arrangements for Thunder to come and it, it couldn't work out. But Sharon came out mm-hmm. and signed some horses and they had like 20 Thunders and Kat was like, should we get her to sign them all? And I was like, yes. Are you crazy? He's <laughs> never signed stuff that isn't Thunder. People still buy it. <laughs> so... So yeah, so it was great to have her there. She was very there for a very short time, but she was super gracious. Oh nice. And, and yeah, That's it was great to meet her. You know, I didn't even ask to wear the ring. She was like, Wanna put it on? I was like, Yes. Do I? <laughs> yes, I do. Absolutely. So yeah, so uh the Briar girls had it on. Aaron got to wear it. Kim Bjorgo wore it. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. God. That was, you know, that was a peak FOMO moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was and that was one of those things you never see coming because oh, it was yeah. it was hush hush. So because they didn't know until the last minute if she could make it, if they were going to bring thunder, blah blah blah. So wow, cool. We also uh, got our first look at the new ballroom that for Breakables is going to be ha- held called the Paddock Room. Yeah, it looks so gigantic. Exact- yeah, and it's exactly where I thought it was yep. going to be. It's on the other side of the pool where they had a bunch of old video games and foosball tables, they've completely repurposed that to be a full-size ballroom. Sweet. And it is really big. Yeah, it looks From gigantic. what I can tell. There are pictures on the on the blog, and there are tables and people in the pictures, so you can get a sense of what it looks like uh, the, for the scale. Yeah. So that's going to uh, that's gonna be great for breakables. It's going to be super roomy. Yeah, it's going to be nice. It's going to be that. a little more, a little out of the fray. You can still get right. the, you can still get to there is a shortcut between that room and the the main yeah, like they st- hallway they too. St- they still have that hallway. It's it's now closed in. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Good times. And uh we have a new updated floor plan map for uh the, the- for the first floor of the chin. Yeah. yeah. It's, and that's it's still also confusing, on the just FYI. <laughs> it's st- yeah, you still can't really understand it, but it shows the paddock. It shows some of the new the new bar, mm-hmm. the, it still shows that uh, the old bar is still there and the restaurant, the brewery is still under construction. The old, this is the other development that the they were going to demolish the second half of the 600s and the 500s right. to make way for a new hotel and parking lot that is going in behind the chin. They are not demolishing the chin. They're just taking that wing off. So, but they... I guess permits or whatever haven't come through. So they decided to hold off until after Briarfest this year. So you're, so, so if you had a room in that block, you may, if you had a room, in. call Savannah who has a Briar fest at the chin Facebook page and she can get you set. Yeah. Cool. Um, I wanted to talk a little more about, um, the crafty Celt, uh, Cal- crafty Celts jewelry. Sorry. I've got Celtics in my head, the basketball team. 
They uh, do a lot of Renaissance Fair stuff. They are officially licensed jewelers for the Viking show. They A lot of their stuff is Celtic by way of super old Celtic and not so hardcore Irish. Mm-hmm. But we also put a link up to their page that you can see what they might be bringing to Briarfest. I think it's really cool. I'll probably get a piece by them. I know. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm probably going to spend a lot of money there. Because <laughs> that is kind of my aesthetic. <laughs> That's kind of... Um, I really like it, though. It looks it looks nice. Looks like good stuff. Very nice. And finally, for Briar News, more info has been released on uh, the Premier Club horses. They haven't told us what they are or what colors they're going to be, but... Kylie Parks has sculpted and designed the decoration for her piece. Mm -hmm. And Lynn Fraley is sculpting a piece. And that is the one that Stephanie Blaylock is decorating. I think we knew Lynn Fraley was sculpting a piece before this. We did know that, but we didn't know who was doing what. So exciting. So I tried to pry out of Miss Blaylock this weekend what color it was going to be, and she would not budge. They probably threatened her with death. She signed an NDA, yeah, which is same thing. kind of the same yeah. thing. I assume it's going to be a leopard Appaloosa, I would think so. But, that seems to be her signature. But she would not budge on it. So mm-hmm. she's so sweet, too. She just smiles and goes, I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even swear. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's uh, all the Briar news fit to be print. Uh, well, there's more on the next show. We're kind of taping these close together, but we still want to stick to the hour format. So yeah. there's going to be a little bit of mixing between the stuff from last week and this week. Just Yeah, what, what, so what happened know. last week is we were set to go on Tuesday, and I got felt sick Tuesday night, and then, you know, life in Briar so, West happened. Yeah, so we put it off and put it off, and then I just couldn't make it happen all weekend long. Briar West is always takes up more time than you think yeah. it will. And then we were set to go Sunday night for this show <sighs> and technology just gave us the middle finger and Jackie lost all her spoons and quit. <laughs> we tried for an hour to yeah, cut, she connect. tried for an hour and she told me she hated me and logged off. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you <laughs> to be clear. I didn't hate you. I hated everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so so pardon us for the little time machine back and forth here but you know yeah. it's it's a good time it is it's fun all right uh on to stone stone has a new mini they do who i can't i could not i've seen this mini before or i've seen this sculpt before uh i whose is it i don't know is it kitty maybe i don't know you're asking the wrong person because i don't know it doesn't look familiar to me so it looks like it's chip sized. Yep. And all it says is there's a new boy coming to town. It's a, uh, it's a walk. It looks like a walking draft. Yep. Kind of like, I swear I have seen this in resin before. I don't know, but we'll, we'll get more information to you as we have it. Yeah. This is all we know this right is, now. I mean, this is kind of how stone likes to do things. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they just drop something on you and run away. They're just like, <laughs> yep. They're like, here you go. Deal with that. Talk. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> and she, actually, they turned off commenting for that post. So you couldn't even talk amongst yourselves. I know, right? <laughs> Cruel. Copper Fox's newest newsletter is out. Yep. I'm starting to see these uh, these clearware ponies out and about. In oh, the, they're beautiful, they are aren't beautiful. they? The color is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have the three shades of that pony just so I could like put it on my mantle. They're so pretty. Oh, put it in the window so the light filters. Yeah. Through. Yeah, absolutely. 
So these are um, these are scamps. Yes. I don't think we said they're that. They're mini. They're small scamps. And what um, else we got going there on? Two shades of blue and a clear. Um, they're having a contest to name their fox mascot. There's different categories. Like I think the first. The first week they want names that are like old English names. And then I, they, they like, I think there's is running for about a month and then they're going to the pick winners get prototypes of the Fox. Nice. Which I'm excited because they've been talking about this Fox since uh, their Kickstarter, I think. Yep. And um, that's nice. They also mentioned in here, um, they've got some t-shirts. Um, they mentioned a model horse guide. I don't believe that this is put out by them, but it's on Etsy. Yeah. That they found it and it looks fun. Um, and also custom blankets. So once upon a time, there was a run of Copper Fox blankets that were fit to the specific models. You had to custom order them. Yeah. I have a couple. They're very, very nice. And um, the person who made them is going to make another run of them. And they're going to be the orange and blue, which is the original one, and like a green and blue. So Yeah. Eleanor uh, Cherry of Miniature Equestrian. Yes. So if you would like gonna some be making nice these. blankets get on that yep and then they have a listing of uh show upcoming shows yes so yeah so it's nice to see uh another newsletter from copper fox looks really well done with some informative stuff and i need someone to sell me all three of those scamps i did see one for sale earlier yeah but they're going they're going it was 150 (laughs) dollars. i totally missed them off offering it too so i kind of saw it and i decided because I have made some other financial uh, obligations, I should stay out of that. Right. Right. Yeah. I still got to pay off Bifrost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. NAMSA. NAMSA, we've got a, quite a bit of news from. And Robin is going to drop some knowledge on us as well. Yes. So uh, uh, the first uh, item is in the pictures on the blog, mm-hmm. as usual, the NAN finished medallions. Yep for champion and reserve yes there's so and they are sculpted by summer prosser yeah christina riley did the lettering on them they look very lovely they're going to be because they're not mounted on the wood plaque they're going to be a lot more economical like usually when when i was on the board you could get the resin heads done done for like a buck or two a piece and then the backing and having them put on and all that other stuff was the bulk of the expense so if they're getting these made at a, a, a buck or two a piece, that is a big savings. That's that's going to go a long way to balancing the budget on that show. Um, yeah, yeah, and I and I actually like these. Yeah, so, I, I think they're very nice. Yeah, I love the carving and the little kind of uh, ribbon detail. Yeah. So I think this is a great move into the 21st century <laughs> for Nan. We also have a Nan. They've for the 25th anniversary. They've made a call for Nan experiences. Liam Bachman has posted across all the regional pages, mm-hmm. um, saying in celebration of the 25th anniversary of Nan, we are looking for stories for your experiences of attending Nan in the past. Did your favorite model uh, take home a champion? Did you win a performance class you would never thought you would win? We want to hear it. Comment below, and you may be featured on the NAMSA website or on our Facebook page. So, yeah. I remember when my NAN experience was I made my own jump for Justice, who you have now. That year was the Olympics. This is a million years mm-hmm. ago. And someone in the, the New Zealand horse trials that were qualifiers had a full-on wide fruit stand mm-hmm. with fruit all across the top of it. And I don't know why. I was just like, I'm going to make that for Nan. And I did. That's a good thing to <laughs> make bought, for Nan. I I bought Dollhouse 
fruit. I made my own fruit out of Sculpey. I built the base and the flags myself. Nice. And Justice, I was so nervous, I thought I was going to throw up. And Justice got reserve championship Sweet. for cross country. And it was amazing. I still have pictures of that. If I can find one, I'll put it on the blog. Nice. So, <laughs> That's my Nan story. So my Nan story is I went to the very first Nan. I brought, I think, three horses. Because I, I think it was a one-day show at that point. It was. It was a one-day show. I brought three horses. One of them was a, a original finish Mustang mare in the Roan, which was a relatively new model. And this horse had won, won a class that, quali- you know, and that got it qualified for Nan. Her, the horse's name is Mexicali Rose. We came up with that name on the way to the show where she got qualified. <laughs> uh, Mexicali Rose is a defunct Mexican restaurant in Ithaca, New York. So anyway, at the time... There was no split between collectability and breed. Everything showed in one thing. And the philosophy of judging Briars at the time was there was sort of this calculation of horses that were collectible. You know, so like a horse with a decorator color could win over something because it wasn't purely a breed judgment. Right. Absolutely. So I bring my current regular run Mustang mare to the Mustang class and I put it on the table and there are decorators and there are judges models and there are, I, I, I looked at the rest of the table and went, I should take this I horse no back. no chance. I should take this horse. <laughs> I almost took her off the table and <laughs> she was the champion. Nice. Yeah. So I was so happy about this. There's actually a photograph of that horse with her trophy in my vet school yearbook. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I almost, and I, I, I almost cried. I don't think anything else I brought placed at all and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the i got reserved to dari when dari was the was monster hot, yeah. Of, yeah of english uh english performance and i almost cried yeah i, I got a reserve champion in cross country to her too and same deal almost cried <laughs> yeah good times mm-hmm. so uh indian Ann, uh was also commented by Ro- on by robin roberts if you want to take this one jackie yeah since i'll take I read that the last one so uh robin says for anyone who wants an Indy Nan out in your area. We're accepting bids for Nan 2021. If there's one that meets needs and won't break the, break the bank, we're all for it. We're making a number of changes this year to try and reel in the cost for Nan 2020. And we hope they'll help for Indy Nans as well. But the board can't do everything. We need help from the hobby and the regions to help make Nan a reality. So let me just interject my little bit with this with the bids. When um, we were taking bids for Indy Nan in the past, there is... Or at least I'm sure they'll have one too. But we had a, a list of things that you needed to put in your bid for us to even consider it. And we would get a bunch of bids and like half of them would have the stuff that's required. I mean, we literally got one that was just pamphlets from a hotel. Really? Like we were supposed to then... Part of the, the, part of the bid process is if you want the show in your area, you do the legwork. And then present it to us. Yes. If 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 you like, it's if supposed to be a formal to, proposal, right? Right. Yes. If the board has to call and get their room rates and everything else, that is not going to happen. <laughs> so, so you got to do the. You know what I would say if you're interested in doing a bid when their bid guidelines come out, look them over and and that's it. If you don't put everything in there that they ask for for a bid, they're not even going to consider it because they just don't have time. So, there you go. That's my two cents. Read the direction. <laughs> My only comment is, and we've been saying this since the show started, 
Nan and uh, Namsa are dependent on hobbyists to lift it up. And, you know, I, I feel like either by the turbulence that the org has been through or people wanting to show and not wanting to help out. If you want three judges, you are going to have to volunteer. If you want an independent Nan, you're going to have to be the, you know, you're going to have to help. If I was the board after this time, I would be like, the board is not having the show anymore. That is not our job, you know? So yeah. Step up people. It doesn't happen unless you want right. if you want it, you gotta make it happen. You can't just let somebody else do it. Like, you know, we can say what we want and think what we want privately about what's going on and has gone on with the orb, but at the end of the day, I don't want to see it go down. And no. I'm also don't want to see these backseat drivers talking about all the crap that's wrong with NAMSA, either in the past, present, or future, and then not, you know, not volunteering. You know, if you yeah. don't help out, I my feeling is you don't have a right to complain. Agree. So. 100%. All right. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> moving on to happier things. Uh, <laughs> Studio Thornrose announced the winners of the medallion contest. This is super exciting. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the judges first. Okay. So I see the judges as Amanda Brock. Yep. Amanda. Nikki Button. We might be kidnapping Amanda. Yeah. That's a new Let's not talk about that. We're, we're okay. going to jinx it. Okay. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki Button and uh, Shane Langbauer. Shane Langbauer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these are, uh, Shane especially, uh, almost exclusively does uh, medallions, I think. And, and she's super creative. And we all know Amanda and uh, what's her name? Nikki P.O. <laughs> what's her name? I just, yeah, good old I, what's her I name? just talked to her on I am and I'm like, what's her name again? <laughs> I'm a little tired, people. Yes, yeah, uh, that's fine. So I'll, I'll let it. Uh, I'll take amateur creativity. Okay. Uh, so I'm not sure how many entrants there were. I feel like there was at least 10. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for my webpage to resolve. So first mm-hmm. place was Nikki Hertzog mm-hmm. with her uh, hot pink pony with purple wings and uh, unicorn horn. And I guess it lit up. Yeah, it lights up. Had she, lights. The little tail thing lights up, too. So uh, that's really cool. Uh, and congratulations to Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place was my kiddo, Kenzie Williamson, with her a portrait of her mini. I believe. Yes, Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart with a harness, a purple and black, with the wings installed as part of the harness, which is really cool. Yeah, that's um, cute. <laughs> so congratulations to Kinsey. And third place was Amber Reinhardt with a shagged up blue roan zephyr with a blue eye and light blue wings. That was very And cute. I really love the shag carpet it's sitting on. Yes. <laughs> super nice so congratulations to all the amateur creativity winners yay yay all right in our next category amateur finish work they gave out four prizes for this for first was uh curtis sayers with a black and white pinto with a um blue eye and some blue in the wings very very pretty this is really good like i didn't even know curtis painted yeah like i i had no idea so this is really beautiful um, second place was Darlene Stoddard and her pony. I like it's it's kind of like the body color is like what you get out of a silver dapple. But the main tail and the wings are more of like an orangey. Like when I saw it, the first thing I thought was it's a pumpkin spice pony. It could be a pumpkin <laughs> spice pony. 
but it's 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 very well done and it's the dapples are nice and subtle and it's, yeah yeah i like yep third place which uh Oh, Secretariat holds a very uh, dear spot in my heart. It does and, for the winner, too. Yep. Heather Jackson Lane made her Zephyr a portrait of Secretariat, and the wings are the blue and white, which are the colors that he ran under. Yes, this is super creative, and I like how she executed this. So, yeah. congratulations to her. Yes. And for fourth place, uh, let's talk about names that are going to get mangled right in front of your eyes or ears. Karen... Pilates Zephyr, who is like a rainbow, a rainbow striped pony with very fine stripes and the rainbow, instead of going kind of horror, like going vertically across the horse is kind of horizontal. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it depends on where it is on the body, but it's really cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Next is open creativity, which I will take. Okay. (laughs) I'm stalling again. Uh, so Melanie Miller, uh, was the winner Mm -hmm. with her. And I don't think anybody is surprised by this. No. With her, uh, Mork pony, who's wearing the rainbow suspenders and the attached sculpted to be attached wings. The pony is a very light dapple gray with pink sparkly feet. Mm -hmm. And then a portrait of a little girl with holding a carrot behind her back, um, which is uh, actually... Uh, Aaron Corbett's daughter, Olive. Yep. So this is such a cute combo. So congratulations to Mel. Second, and she sold this. Yes, she did last week, I believe. I think yeah. we. I think we probably have it in the medallion section. Probably. So second place is uh, Sandra Hottinger with Penny Blossom and Marcel. So it's a kind of a, a black leopard Appaloosa uh, circus pony setup. So he has the plumage, the tail ribbons, a red halter, and a sash. There's a, a circus ball behind the pony, and then it's being held by a little... Capuchin. Uh, I was going to say a capuchin monkey. Yes. That's Marcel. Marcel the monkey. <laughs> is it Marcel from Friends? Yes. I'm like, yeah, this is a Friends That's movie. when I stopped watching Friends, man. I was like, they brought <laughs> That was early on. <laughs> they brought on the monkey. It's time to go. Uh, third place is Vin- our buddy Vincent. Vincent Lang with his bumblebee pony. Inside, I a, like this. Yeah, this is a great concept. Inside a a hex uh, hexagonal kind of honeycomb. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, call out with kind of honey on the inside, dripping on the walls. And he's got a very subtle honeybee pattern and little uh, iridescent honeybee wings. Yes. So, very, oh, and it's cool. got an antenna. I didn't even yes. notice that before. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's really cool. Fourth place. Laura Skillern and her Celtic pony. Yeah, we liked this one. Yeah, this one's too. great. Josh really loved this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, so he's painted. If Bay, if if Green Kelly Green were Bay, this is how it would look. Yes, <laughs> it's got the green body color and then the black points. There are green ribbons in the hair and the tail, and it's seaweed. Is it seaweed? Yeah, it's, it's seaweed. I didn't know it was seaweed. Yeah, look at it. It's weed. It's 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 plants. That's awesome. Kind of like a, um, what do they call the well, water? Because this is supposed to be a Kelpie. That's what I was going to say. Is the, a yeah. Kelpie. Might be a Kelpie. Yeah. And then it's got the intricate an intricate Celtic knot pattern on the barrel through the haunch with a three-leaf clover, a Celtic uh, myrrh horse, or maybe that's a Kelpie, and then the Trinity knot up at the top by the shoulder. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. 
And mm. I think five is it. Five is the last one. That's yep. um, Jen Kroll. She has a really pretty silvery dapple gray pony with the tail falling out of a picture frame. The frame in the back is a nighttime scenario with a like a wood sprite or a fairy flying around the pony. Yes. So it's very, it's really, it's cool. really good. It's really, I love the colors in the background and the color yeah. of the frame and how the tail is coming out. It's very kind of soothing and Zen. So yes. congratulations to all the uh, creativity winners. These were great ideas. And then uh, finally we have open finish work. Yes. Open finish work. Let's see. We have a bunch of these. Um, so first place in open finish work is Summer Prosser. And her pony is kind of a rose dapple gray, but the dapples are a lot of them are little hearts. Yes. And then she's got kind of greens and pinks and in her mane and her tail and her wings. This is a really cool pony. And this was at um, the Jennifer show in medallions. And this, mm -hmm. this was one uh, I had uh, an award to give two awards to give out. And this was one of them that won one of my awards. Yeah. Um, second place is Mindy Berg. I love this. And pony. she has put a harness. She, her wings are on a harness. This is also a dapple gray pony. And she's kind of like sitting in like a circus kind of set it set up she's got little blue star spangles on her bum yep she's got stars on her booty stars on her booty and blue in her wings and um also very adorable yes yeah this this finish work cost uh, was just blood a bloodbath third place also summer prosser so this one's very interesting because it starts out as kind of a black a black appaloosa with a big white blanket on its bum the spots though are different rainbow colors yeah, it's almost like a gradient. Yeah. And we've got those colors also kind of reflected into the black wings as well. Yeah. I love the colors on the wings. That is so mm -hmm. subtle. And I the really transition like is really great. And then the the spots are kind of, you can see they're kind of puffy and glossy. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's number three. Number three. Oh, number fourth is my Imagine horse. number four. Imagine. Bye, Frost. So this is Mel Miller's pony with the rainbow mane and tail and kind of the cell shading stuff going on. Yep. I'm so excited to get this horse home. He's comic book horse. Comic book horse. Going to be cool. And finally, wait, your pony. He's got a rainbow mane and tail where I'm not done with Bifrost. Oh, with, and a cute, I said he had a rainbow mane and a cute and little blue eye. Yes. And look at his little hooves. Yes. With the gold. With the gold. So, I'm very excited to get him home. He's adorable. I was going to bid on him, then you bid on him, and I was like, rats. Yeah, you already had one. Doesn't mean I can't have two. I know, but I want one. That's the one I wanted. All right. And number five, oddly enough, is mine. Yes. This, this is uh, Jen Danza, and this is her, her fruit stripe pony. So uh, the rainbow zebra concept, but bigger stripes. I like the way the wing, I like the way she did the wings on this horse. I love how naturalistic the mane and tail and the end of the tail are. It's, uh, it's, yes. it's, it's not a combo you would think would work, but I think it does. Yeah, I think it works really well, actually. And, so. and he's got little stripies on his face. And I named him Yipes because that is the name of the Fruit Stripe Gum mascot. I did not know that mascot had a name. I didn't either until I looked it up. Nice. So, yes. Yeah, so congratulations, everybody. These are so beautiful. I love this yeah. contest. I love these contests in general. I, hope I do, there's too. More of them. Everybody have more contests. Maybe we'll have a contest. Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, and final bit of news out of Thorn Rose. 
they're getting a new art studio. Kylie is building a studio. And as well, she should. So she have seriously. Yeah. So she shared a little corner of her blueprint with the plans. We didn't see the plans, but we're super excited for her. So congratulations. Yay. Yay. And what else have we got? Speaking of building <laughs> right. things. Good segue. <laughs> like that? That's my that's my talent. That's my point. Do a good seg. Rogue Horse Studios, Amanda Bar Amanda Brock. Amanda Bark. Bark Amanda Bark. Brock. Bark Bark. Um is building she's been building a tiny house for a while. Um, but it's actually looking like a house. And so she's getting that all together. Like the outsides are up. They gotta do the insides still. So she was selling some micros and some stable mates to help fund that. Um those are long gone because they are first come first serve. Yep. Actually, That's I think nice. I saw that one of them was still, uh, the up bitty was still for sale, but that was yesterday. It's probably gone by now. Yeah, it's probably gone. So congrats to Amanda. Yeah. Break the Mold Studio Giveaway. This is on Insta, I believe. Yes. Break the Mold uh, has the cute little donkey bubblegum medallion we talked about. There's also a horse head. They're trying to get to 500 followers, so... Check out Break the Mold on Instagram and see um, how to enter to win these cute little medallions. Yes. Yeah, it's because it's, it's a it's a way they get to a follower count, I think, is what they're they're doing. Correct. Oh, yeah. Five hundred followers. Yeah. I wonder if she's there yet. Two fifty nine. Come on. Follow this girl. All right, she's got a while to go. So get her there, people. We follow her. We do. Yes. On our personal pages and our the Mirrors yep. of Black. She's a very nice person. Give her yes. Throw her a follower. Her name's Jordan Heaps. Yeah. They. Um, their name is Jordan Heaps. Par- pardon me. And then finally, this is like I don't even know how to handle this, but then, Kate yeah, Schick, we're cl- we're we're closing with kind of a bummer. Yeah, Kate Schick of uh, Tuscany Studios, who has been doing wonderful, wonderful stuff for twenty five years, is closing down her studio. Yep. She is seeking new adventures. So we wish her well on her, we do. her new adventures. She is pursuing a new uh, a new art endeavor, graphic design and uh, pattern finishing, I believe. Hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure what that means, but she can let us know. But I have yeah. several Kate Chick horses and she has always been just a, a super great artist and a super nice person. And so we wish her well, but we're sad that she's closing yeah. her doors. All right. All right. That is all the news. That was a lot of news. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with new releases. You're listening to the Mares in Black podcast. All righty. We are off with new releases. Mm -hmm. So the first one is a, a sneak peek from Briar. And this was revealed, I believe. So the, the sneak peek they show us is an extreme close-up of a very light dapple gray yes. item. And I believe this is the, the Shannondale, correct? No, this is the Winter Song. Winter Song. Okay, yeah. It's been all these draft horses. Yep. And this looks like, this is the one that looks like, so if you remember correctly, Winter Song started off as a porcelain named Othello. And uh, the one time that they made a volunteer model in porcelain, it was Othello in a light dapple gray. His name is the poet. Yep. This is the poet in plastic. Yep. And I have to say, I am not a winter song person, and this is pushing my buttons. I don't know when I started being a winter song fan. I think after I sold my volunteer model. 
<laughs> but the last few colors on Winter Song have been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I only have like the one that was the Briarfest celebration model and the one that was the volunteer model. But I think I am going to go and get that because, wow. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's and very I, pretty. oh, so. Here was the other thing that was going on at Briar West when they revealed him because he, he mm-hmm. wasn't on the table to begin with. So they put him out. They had put the web reveal out over the weekend mm-hmm. and, he, and he looks matte on the website. Yeah. On, in person at Briar West, he was very, very glossy. Interesting. And we shared pictures on both Instagram and Facebook of this horse under its plexiglass uh, dome and it is clearly glossy so the a lot of people were saying maybe it's gonna be half and half or maybe the picture oh on God. the website's not good so we'll have to wait and see i mean the picture on the website could be the resin master or something or, well, that's, that's not gonna have a resin master they, know, uh, they almost never not show it without the finish it's gonna have yeah though. interesting also the uh, store special benelli uh, was revealed and this i believe is the shannondale Mm-hmm. Yes, that's also very nice. This is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Karen must be thrilled. Karen Gerhardt, yeah. who sculpted it. So this is uh, uh, the blue, blue roan, as we like to call it. But it's technically Sabino. Yeah. And just, I think this is just really gorgeous. beautiful. And they have re- like high white pattern. Yes. It's got blue and silver yep. main decorations. Yep. It's, mm, mm, yep. Mm. The bobs are just so complimentary. Yeah. It's got gradation in the mane and tail uh, or in the mane. Sorry. The tail's bobbed and, and braided. But yeah, pinking on the face and a bald face. And it's just lovely. Lovely. So I look forward to fist fights Painted over shoes. that. One. Well, yeah, there's, you know, the, the lineup is really good this year. It's really strong. Yeah. I, I've heard there's a rumor going around that the surprise horse is going to be Croy, and I really hope that's not true. Oh, shut up. I don't even want to hear that. Shut up. I, 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 I'm like, yes, I told the person who came up with that to shut up, too, but i'm just no i can't i'll just i'll just transcend right there like it's like like (laughs) r.i.p that'll be terrible and we'll have more briarfest uh reveals uh on the next show yeah stone horses had a mardi gras sale for mardi gras uh, a live event that post is now gone so you can't see it the post that was facebook the first facebook link you have there is no longer available Huh. The second one is the video, not the video. Hang on. There's Don't also it. a live. Yes, the video. The video is still there. The second Facebook page you have, which shows Mardi Gras design a horse color, which is actually quite cool. Yeah. But the yeah, I the thought first so. the first link is gone. So the first link was a Mardi Gras, oh, just a Mardi Gras design on another mold. I can't even mm-hmm. remember what it was now, but this is the design a horse post uh, with the with the ish. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I really love this. And so if you want to watch the video, it's the actual sale going down. You can see what they had. I thought uh, I thought everything they had was was pretty. I love their themed events. Yeah, they did. Like, they're all kind of gray with the Mardi Gras color decorations yeah. and stuff on them. They're very yeah. pretty. And finally, we talked about this earlier. Copper Fox released the blue scamps mm-hmm. in kind of the dark blue, the aqua and the clear wear. They're very, I've seen them on someone's lap and they're, they're pretty small. Yeah. They're, they're Rough, pony. Roughly stable mate. Yeah, they're pony stable mate. So it's kind of halfway between micro mini and stable mate. 
but it's stablemate just pony size. I know people yeah. get confused when ponies get in the mix. Right, Everybody thinks little. Tadpole's a mini, and he's not. He's a classic. He's a pony. He's a classic pony, though. You know, like like one twelfth or yeah, yes. one twelfth. So yeah, we didn't have any sculpture releases at the time I did the show flow. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. on the next show, we had quite a few painted sculptures we want to talk about. Yes. Though. So we'll start off with uh, Kentucky Equine Creations. I believe that's uh, Monica. Yeah. Monica West. Monica West. Monica West. This is very Um, pretty. This is very pretty. So this is a moxie and it is a lovely, warm, toasty red dun. And it's a really nice red dun. Yes. There is no white on this horse, but the shading on it is unbelievable. Yeah. It's it's actually, I'm sorry. It has a star. Yeah, but it's it's like the face is really gorgeous. It's just it, it's lovely. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I love the moxie mold too. Yeah, it's, yeah. and it can be a hard color to pull off. Yeah, well, really pretty. So nicely done. Yes. What else do we got? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. My heart. <laughs> this horse does not belong to me, and it's a shame. It's sad as it can be. It's so sad can't have them all but i want them <laughs> like so this is a loose mane anise painted by amanda brock in a a bay that i would marry it's a really beautiful red bay really beautiful red bay and it is owned by I believe, taylor's collection i think this is taylor joplin is it yeah. taylor if you ever want to get rid of this horse talk to me <laughs> you are a very lucky girl oh you are such a lucky girl this is a beautiful, beautiful piece. And yeah, the really subtle colors just look great on this horse and highlight the accomplishment of its yeah. well, biomechanics and and uh, beautiful. anatomy. And this this one, she's got the pictures on the like the little performance base, which is landscape with a little grass right. and some. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yep. Mm. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh, there is an Overo Levi by uh, Harriet Preston, Divine Justice Studios. Oh, he's cool. He is very cool. He is for sale. Like, he is still for sale right now. I saw him today. It's been a week and he's still for sale. I don't understand. He's at 900 People. pounds, which I I want to so say like that's... dollars No, I want to say it's closer to 12. Okay. That's not but bad But that is a good horse. deal for a Levi. And this is a beautiful piece. Beautiful, beautiful people it's got look at the feet i know it's shod it just he looks just it's just his face is nice yep he's he's got a little monocle like a black eye yeah it's it's very pretty he's very very nice so go snatch him up somebody buy him somebody before i do (laughs) stop (laughs) i can't i have i have obligations oh i know and i'm i'm bidding on a horse right now that if i get it i'm gonna be in time payments till i'm three million years old (laughs) It's always the situation. I know. I'm currently in time payments. Yeah. Like forever. I've been really good though. I haven't bought, you know, I used to be in like five or six time payment situations at a time. And now I'm not, I'm not even in one. I'm trying to just do one at one. I'm trying really hard. Try and keep them short too. Yeah. Uh, So Carly Cadalis Chateau's studios. We got a little micro knot and I want to say this is Rob Acano. I want to say you're correct. His name is Hot Rod, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) That's a great name. Uh, This is a cool little dude. 
at the time this was published, it was on uh, up for offers on model horse sales pages. I do not know if that's the case anymore. Okay. But we just wanted to feature him because he's super cool. He's super cool. And I love this. This is amazing. So we talked about uh, Maggie Bennett's little cave pony. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, this is uh, the the, uh, the uh, Instagram account is Selecta Arc- Select Arcane. Yes. Divided the word at the wrong place. <laughs> and she has, it's got like. This is Andrea Brigadier. Oh, this is really yes. Okay. This is Andrea Brigadier. She says she painted it with vodka. <laughs> so I'm gonna, you know, so I, I can get into is, that kind of painting, right? Don't drink the paint water. Hell with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I so I'm gonna assume, assume this is the uh, the pewter, and it just it looks like it's, you know, it's got a patina on it, and it's just you have to come and look at it because I don't know how to describe this. But it looks like something, you know, you probably did find on a dig somewhere. It's really what it is, is it, it looks like a dis, like domes you see in Europe that are um, copper and are distressed or bronze with mm-hmm. the with the green that has patinaed out. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's super cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's oh, it does say Andrea Brigadier. I got one of those cave ponies from Maggie this weekend and I'm super excited. I'm going to make a necklace. Oh, yeah, I got I got one out of, you know, because I was a subscriber. It's right. very, very interesting. I don't know what to do with it yet. Something special. Amanda oh has a tadpole. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, you know, we had the original wave of tadpoles. And now it's like, I feel like there's more tadpoles popping well, out it was of the woodwork funny. lately. We did the last show and there were a couple of tadpoles that popped up. And we were like, yeah, there hadn't been a, it's been a tadpole desert. And all of a sudden there are more tadpoles. So yeah, it's tadpole season. So I guess everybody got the same idea at the same time. Because I know Mel Miller is sitting on a on a tadpole and she kept wanting to list it. <laughs> People she's like, keep uh, listing tadpoles and she's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, calm down this, with your tadpoles this is amanda's tadpole it's a dark head red roan or bay roan <laughs> in a, a pinto pattern the it's painted i believe to be fuzzy because you yes. get the you brush strokes for the hair are very prominent i b- believe i see a little reverse stapling or corn spotting around the spot so i think yeah, it I has think a lot of white da- yeah i think you see some reverse dappling yeah a flank there i yeah. agree he's very pretty He's cute. His little face is adorable. I believe he was up for offers. And he is now sold. Uh, Is he? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I can't see that. Let me see. Tadpole for sale. (laughs) He's sold. Yeah, okay. No shock there. Yeah, he went. He sold today. (laughs) Oh, how about that? Uh, He went for $900. That's... uh, Kind oh, that a, is a bargain. That's kind people. of a deal. If y'all don't start giving Amanda more money, I'm gonna come to your house. She will too. Damn it. Uh, it. And finally, our friend Darren Bernarchek, look mm. at this Valkyrie. This is a really nice Valkyrie. Like this girl, and uh, check out her Instagram because she's been picture she's been painting for 10 years and mm-hmm. she's doing before and after like the 10-year challenge. And, right. you know, it's just a testament to, you know, what plugging away at a, at a discipline will, how it'll get you. This is such an achievement. This is, yeah, you know, uh, this is a really beautiful horse. Mm-hmm. I forget what Leslie calls all the little tiny bits of spotting. Belt and spotting. Be- belt and spotting. But it's, yeah. you know, she's got it in its, in its uh, 
socks the and plays and the socks and yep and it's a lovely lovely dark bay the dappling is just really well executed so great job yeah Aaron. it's beautiful. lovely all right custom custom oh, oh my custom. god so this might this horse might be going up for sale today. Uh, she's talking about it, so we will see. I'm gonna try and get Josh to edit. Auction starting week. Thursday, March fifth. So tomorrow, no day after tomorrow, Thursday. Yep, three day auctions. Um, so this is Manolo. Manolo. And Manolo, and this is this is Kylie Parks. And what did this horse start out as? Do you know? I, I believe say it's in Etiquette. It's an Itacus? Really? I thought it was an Itacus. What do you think it is? I thought it was Duende. Oh, I don't know. I meant to ask. Uh, I asked her the breed because it's not on this advertisement. It's Criolo. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an Itacus, but I could be completely wrong. This was customized by Kylie and painted by Amanda Brock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's amazing. It's It just is. Yeah. It's got, I mean, it's got one blue eye that is... A fantastically done it's the brands look nice i've got itacus in the thing and i talked to kylie about this so i assume itacus is what it was okay because i asked her some questions about it i i would love to bid and I, this is one of my favorites by kylie but mm-hmm. i just <laughs> i don't have the scratch man yeah i, don't <laughs> money. I mean i went <laughs> i went through hot you know hyper long time payments uh for my orinoco and i just you know i don't want to do that again yeah, I get that. Boss Equine Design Gen Boss. There. Ah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is the Briar Stablemate Jumper, in a really pretty chestnut roan with like what we would call Sabino-y pinto markings. Right. You know, and I like it's, saying it's, it's a strawberry roan. Yes, I say it's a very you know that pinky color. Yeah. So cute. What a nice little pony. Yeah, she did a really nice job on this. It's. This is not one of Briar's stronger uh, stableweight sculptures, but it's, you know, it's cute and it, and the paint job is excellent. Yeah. It's very well executed. Oh my gosh. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's so adorable. We've got the, I believe the final iteration. No, it's still in work on, uh, it's a Hala that Jennifer Well, this Donza. was her, this is her Namo Pamo horse. So yep. it, it's, it's done after this, but I can't believe this is a Hala. Uh, head turned chestnut warm blood mare uh, braided and banged uh, really beautiful yeah this is flax and mane and tail so well done i believe she was gonna put this up for sale but i don't know i thought this was personal connection oh it may be it, you may be right the only place i can really see holla left is that butt bone yeah it, like right by the tail yeah. yeah you gotta squint just because i had hollas for so long oh i know but this is a it's a gen man Amazing. Yep. Jennifer, you wizard. You wizard. Atalea Studios. This is Jana Shaw. Jana Wright. Jana Wright. Sorry. Yep. I used to work with a Jana Shaw. Forgive me. Okay. I'm like, I don't know who Jana Shaw is, but it says Jana Wright. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, Jana. I we'll just I go bring... ahead and apologize now for that one. Yes. <laughs> Whoops. But this is um, this is the uh, Copper Fox Sport Horse. I want to say this is the s- smaller version. That's the mini. Yep, it's the mini. Definitely the mini. In a dapple gray, like this horse has got like the hindquarters are super dark. Yeah. I want to say this is Jana's one. I think I want to say this is her first dapple gray. Uh, it may not uh, be. Maybe. It's the first one I've seen. Yeah, I may be wrong, but 
it's very if this you know if this is one you know a first like 10 dapple grays this is a very nice yeah nice yeah dapple is this her first shot good for her yeah seriously but all right it's I, very lovely Jana. that is it for custom i had on here na for china but i will plug that um for hagen renneker collectors club members the annual is going out Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of it, the people that already have their hot little hands on it. So that it's uh, a compilation of the newsletters from the year, articles from the newsletters for the year of uh, 2019. And I hope everybody enjoys it because me and Christina Harrington killed ourselves on it. <laughs> <laughs> the annual is always nice. Yeah. Yeah pretty proud of it uh, it's a lot it, there's it's very picture heavy and it's it, it's a tough thing to make the articles work around so many pictures at the point sometimes there's more pictures than words so mm-hmm. it's a little tough but we did it we finally got it out so we appreciate Good. everyone's patience excellent okay Tack. so so i'm super bummed uh this first post is no longer available because it was on an auction page so i'm gonna guess it was sold uh yeah was it it's a stable mate armor oh it was so cute it was a little um pudge pudge belgian and a tiny little piece of um plated armor oh i'll see if i can find it elsewhere but it was adorable i would like to see that that sucks yeah usually well you're supposed to delete your stuff i say it's an auction page i think they delete the maybe it holds them in photos i don't know scrolling delete the post that doesn't delete the photos i don't know that's why i'm looking i don't see it though all right i'll look and see if i have it for next episode i don't want to waste a lot of time while we're on air sweet moving on moving on celeste pro yeah celeste pro uh making an arab costume she's got the breast collar in progress and she's kind of playing with the headgear with um some of the colors so she was asking for opinions Although this was now 10 days ago, so. (laughs) She's probably gotten the opinions she wants. (laughs) Probably gotten the opinions she wants. But um, go take a look at it because it's always fun to watch this stuff in progress. Yeah. Because I find it interesting. It looks like the breast collar, she's needle pointing it and attaching the tassels to this piece of needle point that I'm going to presume she's later going to trim down. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I've never seen the embroidery. And I'm not sure this is the way everybody does it, but uh, it was interesting to see it in progress. Yeah. Oops, sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah, Josh. <laughs> it's it's not a bongo drum, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's next? What's next is a desktop stables goodies they were bringing to Briar West. And boy, did they. She sold a lot of stuff. Good for her. She was way far away from me. And by the time I got done, because I was selling at the swap meet too. By the time I got done, she was packed up and moved out. Oh, boo. I know. But I mean, I was busy. Like I didn't leave my table for three hours. People were all over me. That's good I just cleaned up my closet, cleaned out my closet and stuff that I had doubles of and all this kind of other stuff and just underpriced everything by like 25 bucks and just. So you sold everything. I sold more than, I probably sold three quarters of what I took. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That's goals. Yeah. All right. So super. So um, anyway. Other. <laughs> back to where we were. Um, so she looks like she had a collection of saddle pads and blankets and yes. reins and yeah, ribbons she, and everything. She, I People came to talk to me and were like, look at what I got from desktop stables. And people got, uh, I know Stephanie got some of the little ribbon rosettes that we talked mm-hmm. about on an earlier show. Blankets, reins, you know 
wraps, you name it. Halters. She's she's so good. Nice. All right. That's everything for Tack. All right. Moving on to other. Our first other is Medallion by Lauren Wood. It is on one half of one of the Super Califragilistic Championship medallions. It is a Appaloosa, a mare. The other half is a horse head that's leaning a uh, baby foal. So she has the half with the mare nuzzling down to the foal. It's got a lavender background and like a brown chestnut mare, semi-leopard Appaloosa, mottled lips, beautiful expression in the eye and face. It's a really nice job. Oh, sweet. So way to go, Lauren. Our next uh, medallion. I like this medallion. You go ahead. Because I did learn. Okay. So this next one, this is a a Georgia Ween medallion. It is a close-up of a horse's like eye. And you can see part of the forelock, part of the mane. And this looks like a dark chestnut horse, maybe, with a a blue eye. And the eye is really well done. There's a little... You can see the iris. You can see all the other little structures that are there. Um, And it's kind of the focus of the medallion is this eye. So it's very nice to see a really well-painted blue eye. It's gorgeous. Yeah. George is so good. Yeah. So good. We like. Mel Miller Rosie medallion. I saw these in person this weekend. They were beautiful. I got one of these. Did you? Did, did yeah, you get Rosie I, or Jingle? I Well, I, you gave me a Jingle. But That's right. I gave you Jingle for you Christmas. You gave me a Jingle, but um, I bought the Valentine medallion. Oh, and nice. She, she sent me along a Rosie in the same color as my Valentine. It's oh, yeah. So she, her table was just a riot of color. It was so beautiful. And so Rosie is jingle with all the uh, Christmas nonsense taken off mm-hmm. um, and reduced size. Jingle was a lot bigger. Yeah. And these are greens and yellows and pinks and purples and purples oranges. and oranges. Just gorgeous. So she still has, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, a few of those left for sale. And finally, I'm not sure if this is a custom or what exactly this is. This caught my eye too, though. I we were tagged in this, and I think this may be an original sculpture. It's it's really neat. This is I'm gonna mangle her name. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> S. It's either Eskile or Eskile or Eskil Asakuma. Mm-hmm. This is she is from Russia, Saint Petersburg. She's a doll maker. Mm -hmm. Um, If you check out her Instagram, she has a lot of dolls and horse sculptures. It's all very fantasy based, although she does have some realistic stuff on here. Yes. But this particular one is is frightening and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's like a nightmare horse that is transitioning into something skeletal as you go. It's very sinewy and emaciated, but it is so well done. And it has this yeah. silver chain bridle on, like I, you know, it's like almost out of a Bosch painting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's 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 like I said, it, it is so creepy, but it's so so beautiful. Yeah, it 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 is it's dope. <laughs> it is dope. <laughs> like I see our our reply was wow in capital letters. Yes. That might have been me. Yeah, like <laughs> well, because I can't remember who tagged us, but I went and looked. And the minute I opened it, I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps up new releases. Uh, We're going to take a break and then we'll be on to Instagram in progress. The Mares in Black podcast.
Okay, hey, we're back. Um, we're here for Instagram in progress. Woo. Um, I think we've got a nice selection of things here. Um, we're starting off with uh, Kira Osborne's Namo Pamo horse. This is Leslie. Make, this Leslie is Leslie Osborne's yeah. daughter. She wanted to make sure that we saw this because she took the Briar Jumping Stable Mate and she turned it into a Rapidash. And it looks great. It does look great. And if you are a heathen, a Rapidash is a horse-based Pokemon <laughs> with a fire mane and tail and hooves, you know, feathers that are on fire and they're awesome. Yeah. And this is a nice, ra oh, it's a unicorn too. Um, so this is a great Rapidash and we love it, Kira. This is a Rapidash custom upgrade. <laughs> yes. Great job, Kira. We like. Very nice. Likey, likey. Likey, likey. Next up, we have Stormy Strikes Namo Pamo Horse. I yep. don't think she finished it. Yeah, I saw that she wasn't going to make it, but this yeah. is so cool. And I'm not sure what the reference is because you can't see, but on the chest is white and it has a, like a blue oval, but this horse is like, it's got metallic blues that, you know, she's kind of done a lot of muscle detailing and then it yeah. has like a white skin over it, but yeah. there's holes in it. So you can see the underlying stuff. It is really, really cool. Yeah. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, it's it's got this metallic blue musculature, like Jackie said, and then it has a white skin overlay. I don't know if it's a a video game reference or uh, other uh, like uh, anime or uh, other yeah. It's it's got to be a reference. It's got to be a reference to something. Like I said the chest of this right. horse is totally white, but it has a blue circle on it, which made me say, "Oh, this is." I think this is something, but I don't know. Yeah, why. it's some sort of logo. It's I, I, it's not Portal, and it's not. Uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it's, it's dope. It's, it's dope. Yeah, <laughs> As, that is my seal of approval. When I say something's dope, she means it. <laughs> uh, it's a big deal. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'd love to see this finished. I know you couldn't finish, uh, Jillian, but uh, tag us when you do. Yeah, we want to see. Yep. And let uh, us know. Let us know. What, you know, the old tell the old people what it is. Yes, we want to learn. <laughs> we want to learn the, the ways of the young people. Um, next up in progress, um, we have Maplestone Studio, who is working on a mini Brishin. Yes. In, is this a dark gray with the Sabina we stuff going on? I think so. It's cool. Also, I don't understand. I don't understand, Heather. Are you gonna are you gonna cry about Brishin being so cute when it's little? I am. I'm like, why is Big Brishin? I look at that and go, nope. And they mini Brishin, I'm like, yes, I'll take fifty two of those. Why? Yeah. This is uh this is Mapletone Studio is uh Joel who says I am not a she. So Okay. Chalk one up for another uh male painter hobbyist. Because we, we like need those. more of them. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. um, and if you check out his Instagram, he's he's really talented. Um, he's got some really this. There's a little trotting braided drafty in there that I just think is adorable. I am following him, so yeah, we are following him as well. So nice. good job. Good good job. Oh, these next two. Oh my god. So we have uh, Heather Bullock's the Sarah uh, McEvich unicorn. That she's been working on. This horse is, is I want to say, up for offers. Yeah, she's done now. We'll yeah, talk about the she posted a picture piece. of it with... This thing comes with a, a, a very large-scale Luna moth, too. Yes. And she posted a picture of the moth the other day, and the moth is amazing, too. Yes. Like, I love... She worked so hard on this, and there's so yeah. many layers, and he's... He's magic. He's got a gold horn. His mane is all these, like, pinks and 
call you know it's, it's it's just it's beautiful like again this is this is the unicorn that you had in your head when you were 12 oh yeah absolutely 100 absolutely. way to go heather mm. we approve we approve. he is dope yes he is dope. <laughs> speaking about things we approve of speaking of dope <laughs> yes Nikki Herzog is working on a, the bride resin, which is that really stylized horse with like a peacocky tail. Yeah. And she's got a picture of the tail on her Instagram. And I do not have words for this. Yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. Uh, there are more pictures than this. I just wanted to highlight the intricacy and artistry of this tail. It looks yeah. full on enameled. Yeah, it's, um, it's gold and silver and blue and yellow and uh, just beautiful. It's amazing. There's some texture around the edging of the tail. So gorgeous. Yeah. Way to go, Nick. We like. Likey. This might this might have been her Namo Pamo horse now. I'm looking at the tags. I think she had a couple. Yeah. But beautiful. But this was definitely one of them. Mm. I want to talk about Vincent's wine horse. Have you been I following love, this horse? I love Vincent's wine horse. So he tagged us. I want Vincent's wine wine horse. Yeah. He tagged us in the initial uh, he put a horse inside a wine glass, a resin horse, and he was going to fill it with wine and have the horse swimming around in the wine glass. And I guess the first attempt was, oh, he was like, this is what a fail looks like. And I guess <laughs> something started peeling off and coming apart in the wine. Oh, geez. Uh, and so he redid it and he got it to work out. But but it was interesting to see him go through the experiment of of trying to make this concept work. And it's such a unique concept and I really love it. Yeah, I love this thing too. He always does something really interesting for yes. Namo Yeah, yeah. Um, he he did the horse and the, the I'm sorry, the unicorn and the narwhal whale piece yes. a couple years ago. Yes, hmm. but I love this. Yep, this is great. Yeah, I would take one it glass of wine I wouldn't drink. Right, <laughs> I would take that off your hands if you want to, Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. <laughs> Bree Kundiv, who's another person that uh, has come onto our radar lately, has a smutty bucks dapple buckskin django and this is yummy just beautiful just beautiful that is yummy yep it is the the tonal tonality she's getting in this horse uh with the with the dapples and and the dapples are fairly vivid but it works yeah and the face shading is just super good yeah he's great yep beautiful okay so this video cracked me up when i saw it so i have named this link Kylie Parks snatches George's wig. <laughs> it's appropriate. And it is appropriate. This is a Instagram uh, like a boomerang. boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> and she uh, she's roached under he's, and has a fl big fluffy mane on top. And she's just putting it on and taking it off. Putting it it's on. funny. She's snatching George's wig. Looks great both ways, by the way. <laughs> I love the roached one. I yeah, love I do. But... That's nice. I always like it when there's like op hair options for models. Like I, think, I like it when they have a, a braided mane and a no mane and a hairy mane. Well, a, what I really love about this too is she fixed his, his forehead. Yes. Like he doesn't have that big weird froggy bulbousness going on anymore. Yeah, that's, I think that's why we like him roached. Is that yes. She really fixed it. Yeah, she face. fixed his face and he looks a thousand percent better. He'll be cool. He'll be cool when he's done. Yep. And then she'll sell him for a million trillion. A million dollars. <laughs> Uh, Kinsey Williamson, my girl, uh, has, it's her Namo payment horse. I don't think she finished in time, but it is a Bennett by Kim Murray mm -hmm. and painted to be a portrait of her Braddy Welsh blue moon. 
It's very cute. It's very cute. And she's doing it hair by hair, which is probably why she didn't finish. That's probably why she didn't finish. Um, it also looks like um, she had, what's his name again? Cameron what? Heather? Uh, Cameron Clown. <laughs> it looks like they did a Skype thing and painted together with this. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cameron Clow, yes. Um, yes. He's, he's been uh, he's been a great support to Kinsey, you know, their yeah. brother and sister. Cause they're my kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm looking, uh, I'm looking really forward to seeing this portrait model finished because nice. her little pony is adorable. She is funny story. Picture, picture yeah. of the pony in the background. Yeah. Too. Funny story. She had a gigantic warm blood, which is what she thought she wanted. Um, <laughs> and not that she didn't love this horse, but then she rode uh, this little tiny, you know, 13, three mare and was like, I love this. I actually want a small pony. So I think can't remember if she told me she traded or she sold the mare and bought the pony, but that's the story. She's got the pony. And she has a pop tart who we talked about earlier, which is a mini. Okay. All right. Next up, um, we have uh, this Instagram account is Larson888. And this is a gorgeous Bay Bellegro with a Tobiano pattern. The, The base Bay is yum. Yes, this say. is really pretty. Very pretty. Laura, this is done by Lori Larson of Horse mm-hmm. and Hawk. I don't know if this is her name, Opamo Horse, or if she's just painting. Yeah, that's but, not clear, but it's it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Looks really good. Interested to see how it turns out. Oh, the face is lovely. It looks like she's done some baiting on him and stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, up look up by the pole and his yeah. ears. That's definitely not on the original sculpture. Yeah. That's It's really nice. Yep. Okay. Oh. Where was I? Missy, Missy Shaw. Shaw. Okay. Missy Shaw. Aw. Aw. So Missy Shaw. <laughs> this is her first attempt. Was it really? Yes. And I saw this horse at per- in person at Briar West and it was gorgeous. The blending and the shading, you wouldn't know she'd only, this was like her first horse. Wow. She did it in earth pigments. Now, to be fair, she's a pretty accomplished makeup artist. So the blending Oh my gosh. Yeah, she is. Is It's not, she's an influencer and it's not out of the realm of possibility that that helped out. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. But it's a very, very nice little pony. Yep. Very well done. Yay, Missy. Yay. Okay, so on this last one, you just have it going to Instagram. You don't actually have the dope picture attached to it oh no yeah did she take it down it's got the link no the link just says instagram.com oh it's infinity briars let me go yeah. to her page gosh because she's always doing crazy stuff that i like <laughs> i'm like because it popped up a yes from my okay Instagram, so and I'm go like, to her site that? and look at the picture she took with the orb in her horse room okay infinity briars there she is I'm like i follow her she'll find it it's about the third row oh down. my gosh isn't that great that's fantastic now i don't know if that's an effect or an actual picture but that is so cool i think she's it looks like she's holding a glass orb i know but i don't know if the the effect is a photoshop effect it could be to, to yeah do, but they to... sell these glass orbs to do stuff like this okay yeah I believe it's a real picture, but I'm curious. I believe it is, So too. let us know. But this yeah. is really, this is really an amazing picture. That is, that's so cool. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So I just wanted to share that because it's super cool. Yeah, that's neat. It's not like in it. progress. It's it's just yeah. cool. <laughs> it's just cool. 
So for our little sub Instagram thing that we've been doing during uh, Namapemo, we have uh, a number of entries for Team Minis painting minis. Some of these are so hilarious. So here's the thing about Team Minis painting minis. It takes as much time and work to set these pictures up as it does to just paint the stupid horse. (laughs) They're fun. Don't get me wrong, but these are a lot of work. So Carissa Kirksey is our first entry. <laughs> I love the mood Spruce on this picture. Spruce Witch video. Mustn't forget that S- Supreme Leader Kylo Ren attended our painted p- painting party. <laughs> and there's a Kylo Ren doll holding a Beyond Micro Mini. Like, it's yeah, like it's a like mic- an H.O. scale. Right? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, what would they call that anyway? What's H.O. scale. <laughs> what's under micro? <laughs> like microscopic. I right. Anyway. Anyway, the energy in this image is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you like my horse? (laughs) I could see Adam Driver being into this. Yeah, I could too. (laughs) (laughs) I also like this next one from Kelly Weimer. I I knew you would. I actually, I was really specifically got this one. Because of Fox Mulder. Yes. So so what you don't know about Kelly Weimer is she has this mascot who is a Tyrannosaurus covered in glitter named Mr. Sparkles. And she also apparently has a little diorama of a living room that she occasionally plays with her dolls and takes pictures of. Because they, they have a shelf full of horses with briar boxes. And she's and... particularly fond of David Duchovny as Fox Mulder. Yes. There's, there's always like a cheese plate and alcohol drinks yeah um there's a beer can on the floor but um mr sparkles and fox Mulder were participating in uh namopamo this year however fox was not taking his stuff very seriously so he is sacked out on the couch playing with with his model playing with his horse what i particularly like about this is the details the i want to believe with a unicorn that is amazing instead of a instead Instead of of a ufo And the little tiny copy of the Briar Guide that she helped write. Oh, I'm just seeing that. I didn't see it before. I'm like, I like the cheese plate. (laughs) I like that I think those beer cans are Pabst Blue Ribbon, which is what Mulder would drink. Yeah, at least one of them is. Yeah. Yeah. Just... So yeah, so this is a work of art. This is hilarious, Kelly. There might be a little Stegosaurus on this shelf, too. Homage to Jackie. There we go. Uh, Horse and Bird Studio is has a person, a uh, doll painting a peg, uh, it's a Maggie, Yeah, it's a Maggie, Maggie Bennett horse with wings. Is it? I thought that was the um, Maxi Cobb. Oh, no, you're right. It is Maxi Cobb. I'm this sorry. is Kelly Seeley. Yeah. Uh, she also has a diorama with the shelves in the background. And a, and she looks a little distressed. She does. I'm like, <laughs> I completely understand. She looks like she's like, I don't know what I want to do here. <laughs> I, pl- I completely understand where this doll is coming from. This was definitely it me says, on Saturday. It says, Yaga has finally attached the wings to her Maxi Cobb Pegasus. Now she feels afraid to start painting. It feels intimidating as some big, big blank canvases do sometimes. She has no experience with painting fantasy creatures, but she's got a new haircut and makeup yesterday. So maybe <laughs> some new creative energy, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's amazing. And I love this horse with wings. It's great. Yeah, it's really nice with the wings. Uh, so that's Anna Debraska Osco, I believe. She, yes. I probably mangered her name too. So, oh, and next up, oh, I don't know this person. I don't know this person either. 
Please tell me what this thing is that I photoshopped around. It's a fairy. Okay. Um, <laughs> tell us, so tell I, us about your, your photos. Tell us Jack. about this. Okay. So it's, it's Link with his horse and he's having a bad day with it. Um, <laughs> and it's in his house. So, and there's a little fairy. Because in the Legend of Zelda games, not so much in Breath of the Wild, but if, there's one game in particular where there's a fairy that's kind of like helping guide you through the game. Sure. And every five minutes, this thing is coming up to you going, hey, listen, hey, listen, you know. And apparently it gets quite annoying. I don't haven't played this particular game, so I don't know, but that's the joke. So I thought <laughs> it would be funny to do this. And how I did this is the background is actually a screenshot on my TV. Nice. <laughs> and I had little, like, the little lights, like, you know. It looks good. And I put a little wire light up there and then had Heather Photoshop out the wire. And then it occurred to me, I could have just drawn this stupid fairy on here and not worried about the lights. But there it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a practical effect, people. I love it. (laughs) The background works really well, actually. Yeah, I I spend a lot of time like... I spent more, this is what we had to go in the game, go to the location, take a bunch of screenshots that might work and then, you know... The doll's like up on a little stage to get it the right height. But yeah, I'm very happy with how this came out. <laughs> Only took me like an hour and a half. <laughs> nice. Notice the horse is still in primer. <laughs> Notice the horse has not been touched. <laughs> He's been primed. <laughs> but that's oh, it. God. <laughs> uh, the next one is uh, Darlene Stoddard, Equiline. This is Michonne from The Walking Dead working yes. on her her micronaut and she's got some nice dapples going here who knew yeah i I gotta say she looks like she's attacking this horse you know with the same vigor that she does everything else michonne is quite the artist she really is yeah way to go michonne yeah very nice and finally this is the one that started it for (laughs) this is the one that started this whole thing for me it was Uh, i love this picture i do too this is Josh, Josh loved uh, the Klingon one. I love Thrawn and his <laughs> and his Namo Pamo horse. Namo Pamo horse is really nice. This is a Star Wars, uh, Star Wars entry. It's a Empire officer named Thrawn, uh, and he's he's got his little uh, Malik Black Rabicano Namo Pamo mm-hmm. entry, and he looks great. He does, and this is uh, Trillium Studios. And I am blanking on her name, and I feel terrible. Stacy, <laughs> Stacy, Stacy Long. Yes, who's a big Stacy Long? Kenny's. I think yeah. I'm saying it right. Big, big Star Wars nerd. We one like of our it. one of our Walking Dead buddies. Yes, or former Walking Dead buddies. Because yeah. <laughs> now none of us are watching the show anymore. <laughs> no. Well, Kelly is still is. Is really? Yeah, Kelly's still watching. Okay. Uh, the rest of us have given. The up. rest of us have abandoned ship. All right, and that's it for Demo Pamo. We'll be right back with the focus topic, which is OF Plastic uh, Collectability Briar with Robin Roberts. Yeah. Bears in Black. Okay, we're back. We're back finally in time for our focus topic, which is uh, OF Collectability Briars. Um, and I spoke to Robin Roberts on Sunday. I had a really good discussion with her, actually. Her take on OF collectability, Briar um, collective stuff is is a little different than the Kellys, and she which is which is good. It's like good. it's nice to hear different viewpoints. Yeah. So she had some interesting things to say, and uh, I thought it was really good, to, really good to talk. So, and she also had some stuff to say about Nan, which you know I think will get you all excited for that. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So, well, let's listen. All right. 
Greetings, everybody. I am Jackie. I'm here with Mares in Black, and I am here today with our NAMSA VP and collectability expert, Robin Roberts. Say hi, Robin. Hello. I'm going <laughs> to not say hi, Robin, like you told me to. Oh, that's fine. I can call you Robin, right? That's Yes, of course. Okay. Probably should have asked that before, but whatever. Well. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so... So we'll kind of get started, but just like I kind of like to ask everybody how they kind of got into the hobby in the first place. Like, what's your hobby story? Um, mine's kind of straightforward. So uh, my aunt Harriet, who is married to my mom's brother, is a horse fanatic, and uh, she tried to get her daughter really hardcore into horses. Mm -hmm. And my cousin's like ten years older than me, and it only sort of worked with Kate. So then she tried again with me. It worked with me. <laughs> so uh, she talked my mom into buying me my first Briars for my fifth birthday, and my mom got me the Clydesdale and Full set, and my aunt Harriet got me the Our First Pony set, and I was done. Oh wow! The Clydesdales survived. The mm. Our First Pony set did not. <laughs> Lots of broken legs. One got lost in the front yard in our house in Virginia. Never got found again. And I think a friend of mine might have actually stolen it oh, no. but i've since replaced that set oh wow but yeah the clydesdale mare and full survived even with all their limbs intact so that's kind of impressive i still have them yeah the clydesdales are tough they take a lot they of they are thank god and um how did you get into collectability specifically because like most of us kind of like got into model horse showing because we're basically you know playing with our horses whereas you know collectability yeah. there really isn't that in real horse showing so so how did um, you get into that random curiosity i I think more than anything, um, I remember back in the early days of eBay, most auctions didn't have pictures. Mm. And uh, there was a really cheap listing for a Fury Prancer. And anybody wow. who knows me will laugh at that one. And I expected a black Fury Prancer to show up because that's what I thought they were. And it was a Palomino. Oh. And it had a Davy Crockett saddle on it. And I was very confused and tried to figure out how this could happen. And I jumped down that rabbit hole and never really came out. <laughs> Nice. So I started like studying collectability stuff and it probably also helps that like when I was a little kid, I was a pretty introverted little kid. Mm -hmm. So I would like memorize mold numbers and I think I had most of Marnie's book memorized oh, probably around, I think I got it when it came out. So I was like 11 and like I was like reading it over and over and over again. I didn't when I realize you were that much horses. younger than me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't feel very young these days. <laughs> so um, what do you think makes a given briar a collectible? I mean, collectability is, well, at least I think it's pretty simple when you get down to it. I mean, it all drives down to what do people want. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have a really old model, like a glossy Palomino Fass, and yeah, he's old and he could be in great shape, but everybody's got one. He's very common, and nobody really needs one. Well, everybody needs one, but yeah. there are enough that everybody can have one, and there will probably still be some left over. <laughs> so collectability is, it comes down to age, rarity desirability and condition and condition is a really flexible thing for collectability because mm -hmm. a really beat up glossy Appaloosa Pam is still going to be more desirable than her counterpart that's a family Arabian mare even if she's perfect yeah so I mean sometimes it's easiest to say you know what sells for the most on eBay in a lot of ways that defines collectability because what do collectors want then what is the bulk of the hobby think is really cool and want so on that what sell what it sells for on eBay question because I think we've recently seen a couple of eBay auctions maybe not go quite the way we thought they should. How does that kind of like you know, like chalkies are really red hot, whereas fifteen years ago I don't think anybody knew what they were. Like how does that kind of fold in with the change with what's changing as far as what's collectible? Well, I think that's the desirability piece, mm -hmm. which you really can't overstate in collectability. Like you have to take the age and the rarity into it, and there's some stuff that's super old but maybe not super popular and it's still 
very collectible because it's super hard to find. Mm -hmm. But desirability has to matter because if nobody wants it, how collectible is it? Like, take the Black Horse Ranch Special Run Running Stallion. There's 146 of that sucker. He was the chestnut Just About Horses Special Run Mm -hmm. that they painted his mane and tail and his legs black, made him a bay, and gave him to Black Horse Ranch as a special run. But the Running Stallion's not really popular. And finding 146 people that want him, you might. You might not. Mm -hmm. So he's not one of those things that despite being very limited and from, you know, the 80s, not necessarily going to go high. Whereas like a flocky that there may have been 1,500 or more of sold through JCPenney, everybody wants like, say, you know, the purple rocking horse flocky. There's probably a couple thousand of that sucker out there. But a lot of them went to kids, got torn up. Mm -hmm. Flocking is, you know, fragile. So he goes for big bucks. The last one I think went for 900. Hmm. And I got my Black Horse Ranch running stallion for like 40 bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. I got to look for that. <laughs> I, and I, sold another, I saw another one go on Facebook Marketplace for like $10 a couple oh days God. later. And I wish I jumped on it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, sometimes, you know, if people don't know it exists, they can't want it. That's true. And if it's not, you know, cool color or cool mold or something, the desirability goes down because not as many people want it. Mm-hmm. Some stuff will always trump that because, like, we thought the decorators were ugly back when they came out. Now yeah. look at them. So um, this is a, another kind of, like, desirability thing. And this is a, a, something we, they struggle with over in China land as well. It's the kind of the the old classic, you know, like the decorator versus the hot limited edition things that they have at stuff like the Seattle Soiree or... Uh, Big Easy Bash or like those kinds of models. How do you, when you've got those, you know, the one of eight that's super hot versus something like a decorator, how do you kind of square that? Or would you just hope they're in different classes? Well, sometimes you hope they're in different classes because, you know, when you have a collectability class, it's got like 20 awesome models in it and you look at it and you say, I could judge this five different ways and none of them would be wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's why you have to look at all of the factors. Like desirability is something that we sometimes forget, but it doesn't mean it should win. When you do, you know, age, rarity, condition, desirability, it's not necessarily that they're all 25% things, mm-hmm. but at some point, you know, when you look at that decorator, if it's, you know, a perfect Copenhagen rearing, or let's say semi-rearing Mustang, because he's super popular, mm-hmm. like he's survived this many years. He does trump in age. He's almost as rare and he's super desirable. So in that point, it kind of gets to be a toss up. Like if it's like celebrity, mm-hmm. the Pam that was, was she eight or 12, whichever she yeah. was, everybody wants her. I think she was 12. I think it was the past that was eight. Yeah. But uh, right. that one gets harder because she's on a vintage mold with an amazing paint job. You can show her in breed and collectability, which matters to a lot of showers. Mm-hmm. But then you have this gorgeous Copenhagen thing. So it gets really hard and it kind of comes down to, you know, does one of them have a stupid little flaw? Does, you know, what else is on the table? Mm-hmm. You know, is there something even more rare? There might be. But uh, it's really hard. And sometimes that comes down to, you know, preference and what's going to go higher. I couldn't tell you which one would go higher. I've seen both of those sell for five grand. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, remember when decorators were insanely oh, yeah. hot for a while? Oh, yeah. They've come down a bit. I think Chalkies are doing the same thing right now. Mm-hmm. Like we went through a phase where, you know, well... I guess yesterday the long there was the chalky longhorn that sold for five hundred bucks. Holy crap! Wow, that sounds yeah. low. <laughs> well, no, just chalky longhorn. Oh. Yeah, five hundred bucks is I think that's a little high, but yeah, I mean there's some 
stuff that easy 500 bucks for a chalky but some of the other stuff it looks like it's coming down like there was a time when you couldn't get a palomino family arabian mare and chalky for less than like 300 bucks wow. and there's like two of them on ebay for 80 bucks and they're not moving hmm. interesting so i think sometimes we go through phases in the hobby with what's oh, yeah. hot and uh, there was the decorator phase when there were all those bidding wars and then we hit the chalky phase and i'm not sure what the next one is yet hmm. I, I think we're gonna find out maybe it's event models maybe it's the odd regular runs because you have like this adjust the dreams and the spirits that right. are still super hot that the stuff kids want mon gammon mm-hmm. every kid on the planet wants him for some reason i had 40 kids walk in my room at briarfest asking for him last year or little ricky rocker yeah he's still a regular run every kid who walked in my room wanted one of those last year so and there's just yeah it's a weird thing where we get hot regular runs in addition to other trends and collectability and it's it's weird like mm-hmm. I, i'm not I'm not sure how we end up with those sometimes. I think it's cool because it shows there's a lot of kids involved in the hobby and yeah. hopefully they're here to stay, but they know what they want. It's not the days where they're like, oh, this is a $5 horse. I'll take this. And now they're right. like, no, I want little Ricky Rocker and nothing else. Um, so what's your preferred format for collectability if you're going to, if you're going to, well, you are holding a show. Yes, I am. <laughs> like, so do you want to tell us how you got, how you kind of arrived at, because I mean, when I hold a show, it's usually this is the class list I would like to show at. I'm going to presume that's yeah. the approach you took. So we want oh, yes. to talk about it. Yeah. Well, my wife, Sarah, and I are hosting the Central Connect- Connecticut. I can't even say the name of my own state. <laughs> collectability Classic. And uh, so we tried to do a pure collectability class list for Briars, for Stones, for Heartlands, for Copper Fox, for China Resin, and a mini division. Because we both love collectability. Mm-hmm. And... What we tried to do instead of most shows where you're double judging based on breed, which is kind of nice as a collectability shower because it frequently gets my super collectible horses away from each other, mm-hmm. particularly because you can get creative on breeds, though, with like Fury Prancers, that's harder. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make a really good horse to begin with, though no. I have one with a green Nan card. <laughs> wow. He was in a class full of decorators, in fairness to the judge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the... There are only two realistically colored things on the table. <laughs> he was one of them. <laughs> I had to ask the judge. I was like, why did you give this guy a card? It's like, this guy shouldn't have one. And she's like, I didn't want to. <laughs> but <laughs> at least forced. he's brown. <laughs> but uh, so the classless for C4, we tried to split up. A, I tried to do the classes for the super rare stuff. And then also classes for people who are dipping their toes into collectability. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of regular run classes, mostly split by decade. Okay. Um, except for the most recent one, I, I regular runs kind of like 1996 to present because there's not a lot of super collectible regular runs in the last you know 25 years or so. There are some, but not an awful lot. Right. And then special run I split by number because okay. I hate it. Any show where it's like special run of 50 and under, I'm like that's 95% of the horses I show. So like I have special runs of like two to 10, 11 to 50, 51 to 100 until you get to pretty much. A thousand and one and over mm-hmm. or you know large special runs we don't know what the number is but we know it's over a thousand right like jc penny and walmart and stuff like that or and i have like three classes for those split out from where they come from mm-hmm. because you know we don't know how many you know lancelot for example who knows how many there are of him right. briar might they might not have written it down knowing them but there's definitely more than a thousand of him around and they just found more yes i saw that <laughs> So we, we tried to split it out between, and we have classes for chalkies, classes for decorators, classes for translucent models, like pre-19, you know, 1950s, 1960s chalkies. We tried to hit all the stuff there. Mm-hmm. Then modern chalkies, because there are some of those rolling around. 
And Region 10 has a lot of fun collectability stuff, too. So in oh, some yeah. cases, I made classes for horses I were, expect are coming. <laughs> like, I have a painted over decorator class, because I know we have a number of those, and they're super fun. Yeah. And I like to separate them out from the other chalkies, because they always get a little bit of a edge over the other chalkies. So I want to put them against each other. I tried to do like against like. And, like, for stone, it's all split by number for the most part, mm -hmm. except for I do have a class for stone regular runs which I tend to think are more collectible than a lot of the short runs they do, because that was back when Stone was actually in the marketplace selling horses in stores and Tractor mm -hmm. Supply Company. Like I remember when they were in my local tax store yeah. when I lived in Florida. And I tried to do stuff like that, so that way you know they have a chance, because if you just have a couple Stone classes and there's 12 one-of-a-kinds, how do you judge that? Yeah, I'll judge one-of-a-kinds against each other. And at that point, it's kind of what's the prettiest mm -hmm. and, you know, what's got the best customization, you know, who's it painted by and all that. Yeah, it becomes more of a workmanship class than a it collectability does. class. Yeah, but... I mean, there's some very collectible stones. There's a handful of stones that everyone still seems to want. Most of them are older. They're the Bob Marleys and the Indicators and you know, the Holy Toledos and mm -hmm. the stuff like that. That a lot of them were runs of 30 or whatever. And a lot of them I find more collectible than one of a kinds because people want them. Mm -hmm. Or that candy stripe uh, Andalusian thing that mm -hmm. I can't remember its name, but it's still hot and everybody still wants it. It looks really cool. Can't blame them. If I collected stones, I'd want one too. But And then Copper Fox is like I split out basically by run size and then Founding Fox models separate because we know they have some paint job problems. Right. But they're still collectible for what they are because they are still cool. And some of them had really small numbers because everybody wanted the special founding foxes only buckskin etc right and then we did an intermediate and novice division too because region 10 does a lot of novice and intermediate showing and collectability in particular it's really hard to jump from novice to open mm -hmm. and we have a couple people who are thinking about coming out this will be their first show because it is simpler at least like if you know what your horse is you know where to put it right you don't have to come up with a breed all you got to do is write this is its number this is how many were made this is when it was made and you're good. But uh, I didn't want to pit them against some of the folks I know are going to come out and bring the big guns. Mm -hmm. Because that's tough. And it's yeah. really discouraging when you start out. But most of their stuff is either split by year for regular run or by source for where the special run comes from to make it a little easier there. Mm -hmm. But they have kind of a smaller piece of all the other classes. So that's pretty much what I try to do is just split it out, you know, like against like, instead of you get, you know... If you have a breed class, you might have this Copenhagen, this event model, this chalky, this horse and rider set all in one class. And how do you judge them against each other? Yeah. At the end of that, desirability probably ends up trumping all. Desirability or age, really. One or the other is going to be your deciding factor. And it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. But we do it a lot. But, you know, we don't judge thoroughbreds against Shetland ponies. Right. So I want to try, you know, like against like, put all the chalkies in together. And what's the most desirable chalky out here? What's the rarest, you know, in the best condition? And, you know, how do you do that? And that should be fun, I think, at least. I mean, I did what I want to judge and what I want to show because I'm judging the Briar one. So yeah. I'm excited about that. It sounds like take a, a lot of pictures. I think it sounds like it's a, it's a fun show. When is that show again? That is on May 21st. So or March 21st. I can't talk. Um, So we are three weeks out now. Nice. From yesterday. Excellent. We still got to get all our ribbons ready and everything yeah getting into the home stretch of prep it's always fun yeah um it's me... our first show so i'm sure we'll freak out a little oh i'm sure i i, I find though if, if you're kind of just super organized in general your first show is still it's fine i'm kind of obsessive compulsive yeah. about organizing things yeah. so i'll probably 
be okay. But yeah, you'll you'll be I'm sure there will be some meltdown. <laughs> but even if we melt down, the show hall is like 1.6 miles from our house, so we can go get whatever we forgot. Nice, <laughs> that's convenient. Yeah, it's like three right turns and a traffic light. <laughs> or well, there's like three traffic lights, but it's pretty close. Nice, and it's huge. That's so sweet. maybe it can become the new central uh, show hub for region to. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's a really big hall, and they got a million tables. So. Nice. We're going to test it out and see how it goes. And we're thinking about doing a uh, normal, you know, Breed and Halter double judge show either next year or later in the year and hopefully maybe do them both. Mm-hmm. But we want to see how this goes before we commit. And yeah. since I'm co-chairing NAM this year, I'm not going to do another show this year. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be burned out <laughs> enough after that. Like if I tried to do a show in like August, that would be stupid. Yeah, really don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment, but not that much yeah, punishment. You can see that that's not good. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did kind of talk about sort of some of your feelings on the current trends in the OF plastic market. Did you have anything else you might want to add? Or, Well, I think that one of the most interesting things that has been happening in the last couple of years is prices really have been rising. Like you see it at the Briarfest auction a lot. Mm-hmm. But it tends to be the super nifty that's going super high. And I've talked to a lot of friends about this. And we always try to figure out, you know, why are things so much more expensive? Like, you used to be able to walk into the live auction with a thousand bucks and come home with something. Mm-hmm. Now, never. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the last few years. And even if you take the Alborozo out of the discussion from last year, because mm-hmm. that was insane, I wish I had that money to spend on a horse. Right. Oh but I don't. <laughs> but, uh, but we had a silver that went super high last year, and a number of other models did too. So it's not just one person. It's yeah. a lot of people. And you see it on eBay, too, when the super rare stuff comes up and you get four or five people in going for it. It's, the prices are up and they seem to be there to stay. Like For a while, we thought it was a bubble, but I am beginning to think it is the new normal on the super mm-hmm. rare stuff. Things that you could get for, you know, 100 bucks, you know, six, seven years ago are way higher now. Hmm. Like, I remember the first time I was outbid on a wood grain path, it was at like 1500 bucks. Oh my gosh. I've, I've been outbid on a lot of these yeah. over the years, though. So let's, and the one that went, that ended last week went for three grand, 3100 ish. Wow. And I actually expected it to go higher, but three grand is not exactly something to cry, you know, sneeze about either. Yeah. I know at least one of them in the last, you know, five, six years or so has gone, went for about four grand. Hmm. I mean, they are super hard to find, but the prices are high now. Like, everything's the rare stuff is going higher auction models decorators event models like redmond is still sitting at around 500 and it used to be you couldn't offload event models for 200 bucks yeah and but he's still sitting around 500 so i I think the rarer stuff there are more people that want it now it's not just that you have a couple people with a lot of money like we thought it was when the decorators started shooting up Mm -hmm. like well it's those same two people bidding every time right it is now there's a lot more people like, usually I can look at an auction like that Woodgrain Path and be like, hey, I can identify, you know, the three or four people here. Yeah. I don't know who half the people bidding on that thing were this time. Hmm. And there's there's a lot more people willing to put money down. And I don't know if it's a younger generation coming in that's got money to burn. I don't know if it's people who had been, you know, at the mid-level of money spending, not necessarily collectability collecting because we can find things in really weird corners. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if, you know, they're at a point in their life when they have more disposable income. Or what it is. But uh, there's definitely a lot more money getting flung around for rare stuff. And I, I wish I didn't have to say I think that's a new normal, but I think it is. 
Hmm, interesting. I think there's a lot more people who want this stuff. Like the auctions are way more heavily attended than they used to be. Mm-hmm. There are a lot more people getting bidder numbers than there used to be. Just judging from how long I waited in line to get my bidder number last year and the year before. Yeah. There are a lot more people that are interested in this. Hmm, good. Which is a collectability collector. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like I, I think like collectible thing. That's got to be good for us in general. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the hobby is still growing. I mean, yeah. Briarfest is only, you know, exploding. Yeah. And a lot of it is kids, but I went to my first Briarfest at 11. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still going. I missed a lot in the middle. Thank yeah. you. U S Navy. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, the kids are our future, so I am glad they're getting involved, but there's also a lot more people that are, you know, in the 30, 40 plus range that are willing to put down money for what they want. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of folks who are much happier to buy one rare model than 10 semi rare models now. Yeah. So I think that changes a lot. Yeah, that because that, that definitely makes your budget for the one rare horse a lot bigger. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. What's your Briar collectability holy grail? Um, my holy grail is probably the Alabaster Fury music box. Mm. I bought one in two thousand seven or eight. I want to say, paid for it, mm-hmm. and then the seller disappeared on me. Oh no! And never responded. And uh, I did get my money back. Thank you, PayPal. But uh, never another peep out of her. And she was selling her whole collection off and then just disappeared off the face of the planet. Wow. That's probably like my grail of grails, mostly because it got snatched out of my hands. Like it felt like it did anyway. It's not like it was ever physically there. Right. But and I love the Fury Prancer as ugly as he is. And that that and the grooming kit are the only things I need. Mm -hmm. Well, and I need a Robin Hood hang tag. (laughs) But... (laughs) I'm, but that's because I love the horse and rider sets and I'm a completist. But it's probably that Alabaster Fury music box. Oh, wow. Nice. Because I only know of like one or two that exist. But they do exist. Yeah. Just hmm. not many. Just not very many. Yeah. Well, there we go. Everybody keep an eye out for Robin for that. <laughs> Needless to say, I'll throw money at somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sad but true. You can use this you know, this this pulpit as for, you know, for personal gain. It's completely fine. <laughs> We, oh, I like we that. We do idea. it all the time. <laughs> well, if anybody has a uh, chalky, glossy bay old mold path, I'll throw money at you for that, too. That's my other grail. <laughs> I have a mommy that needs a baby. Aww. I got lucky with her. She was in a lot of stuff with a low buy it now, but I'm not going to get lucky with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I, if it's okay, I'm going to switch gears a little tiny bit. Um, since you are the vice president of the North American Model Horse Show Association and the co-chair of this year's NAN, I just that'll be exciting. It will. I yeah, I think it kind of will be exciting. Um, I mean, I, I was. I think. I think I was president the first time when we decided the board ought to run the first uh, the one out of Vegas, and boy, we were like, boy, we should probably never let that happen again. But you know, that was also some time ago. Um, yeah. So is there anything you can tell us about, Nan? I know there's probably not a whole lot of news. You're still in the run-up. And I know this you know, this time of in the prep cycle, there's always like there's a lot going on, but there's not a lot you can necessarily talk about. That is accurate, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, sarcasm aside, I'm actually looking forward to it, partially because I'm a glutton for punishment, but also partially because I've enjoyed the Nans I have shown at and judged at. And I did run for vice president because I wanted to give something back. Good. Before I got out of the Navy and everything settled down and we stopped moving, I really wasn't in a position to 
promised time that wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. But now my time is mine. I'm done moving. I'm not on third shift anymore. So I actually, you know, have time to do stuff. And I'm, I like that. And I am looking forward to it. Uh, what I can say about Nan is uh, this year we're going to do the first two-day Nan in a long time. Mm -hmm. Mostly out of necessity. Because we do have two other large shows on Thursday yeah. that we don't want to try to make people choose. And also because Heritage Hall is gone. Yeah. And the rooms that are available were not available on Thursday anyway. And nobody wants to come to Kentucky on Monday for Nan. Yeah. I don't want to. You don't want to. So... And we had to face the fact that the last few years, attendance has decreased enough that if we have the same numbers we do from the last two NANs, a two-day NAN will be easy. If we have more, well, I'm just going to run a very fast-paced NAN. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I am perfectly fine with driving people. I spent my career doing that. Good. So Because <laughs> sometimes I you need to, to drive people. off their feet. <laughs> and I plan to run myself off my feet, too. So I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to try a few new things this year in addition to the two-day NAN. Um, we are finalizing some press releases on them right now, Great. so we should see them in the next week or two. We are also almost done ironing out any wrinkles in the class list that we have, so we should see that out very soon as well. One of the things we are doing this year is we're kind of going backwards on judges instead of requiring nominations. We're letting people take a survey mm -hmm. and then we will reach out to their show holders who they're using as references and say, will you nominate this person? Okay. Because we want to let people volunteer. In the past, we've heard a lot of complaints of, I wanted to, but nobody asked me. Mm -hmm. And that's not anybody's fault because like I know as somebody who outside the hobby, I'm pretty introverted. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to a person usually and be like, will you nominate me for Nan? Like, first instinct is I want somebody to, you know, be like, do you want to be nominated? But it's not that easy. Oh, yeah. Like, people aren't thinking about it that way. So we're letting anybody who wants to take the survey and then we'll ask, you know, the show holders that they've worked with, you know, do you think this person's a good judge? You know, are you willing to nominate them? Or, you know, somebody on the board will handle the nomination because we're all members too. Right. But, uh, and we will give everyone an answer. It may not be the answer they want. Mm -hmm. It will be an honest answer. It might be, we have too many judges for this class. Thank you. Right. It might just be, you know, your references didn't answer us. Yeah. Because we, the one thing we are definitely sure about is we will not have unqualified judges one way or another. We have heard the hobby and people, a lot of people don't like the one judge system. Personally, I love showing under it. I love judging under it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who have lukewarm feelings. Yeah. So we're going to try to find a compromise. But the bottom line is if we don't get enough qualified judges, it will be one judge. Because I will not put someone out judging a class that they don't know. I will not ask somebody who only collects stones to go judge Heartland Collectability. I will not ask somebody like me who, like I know plastic really well, but I don't know crap about resins. Mm -hmm. I'm not going out to judge workmanship. That would be cheating the people out of the money they paid to get a good judge mm -hmm. because like I can tell you if it's pretty but I don't have an artistic bone in my body I should not judge workmanship maybe medallions because it's a little less you know on is this a good horse right but I still shouldn't that's not my thing like I can judge plastic all day long yes because you guys are adding medallion classes this year we correct? are we are going to have medallion classes and one thing I can say is we're going to try very hard to have mini classes also Mm -hmm. We will not have a dedicated mini division, but the way our class list is going to work is the first thing that will be split out in any given class will be the minis. Mm -hmm. If there are enough minis to make their own class, that's our first split that will happen. 
both for collectability and for breed and for workmanship, we will try very hard to split the minis out if there are enough. Okay. But the class has got to pay for itself because Nan and Namsha always have the big money issue hanging over our heads. I mean, on the bright side, the cookies we're using this year are cheaper than previous years since we've done away with the plaque. Yeah. So that They're helps really money. nice, too. I thought they would look great. Summer did a beautiful yeah. job on that. And so that helps us a lot. Um, we're looking at the same kind of ribbon prices, so at least that's there. Mm -hmm. But And thankfully, only two days in the hall will help us save some money, too. Yeah. But at the bottom line is we've got to make sure that NAM doesn't suck all the money out of the organization because our membership fees and show fees do not pay for NAM, mm -hmm. not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So we've got to be good stewards of the organization's money and still try to put on a really good show while we're at it. So the classes have to pay for themselves with the entries, but assuming they do, minis are the first thing to get split. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I'm married to a mini shower. I I hear her all the yeah. time when she's annoyed that the minis are against the big guys. Even though in some cases they should do better. Right. But they don't always. Particularly if you're, you know, you're going to judge like me after a while my back starts to hurt and I really don't want to crouch down and look at that mini. I try to make myself because there's a Sarah in the back of my head telling me to. <laughs> but uh, I want to do like against like. And for minis, that's minis against minis. So that's one thing we really want to do this year. Excellent. Well, that sounds really exciting, actually. Well, we hope so. And the show hall we have is, it's nice. It's carpeted. So if you're like mm, me and you nice. want to be barefoot after a while. Yeah. And hopefully it won't be so frigid. <laughs> We've all been in Heritage Hall and frozen. With a winter jacket on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're hoping that that it's and right now it looks like it's big enough that we're going to be able to have a lot of rings going. So it will be a very quickly paced show. We're going to try to mirror Briarfest live in that a little bit. Mm -hmm. In that you know a class is ready, we judge the class, we announce the class, we get it out of the way. So that way we don't have a lot of lag time, which inevitably seems to happen. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but mm -hmm. we're going to try to attack most of those ahead of time where we can. I'm sure we're going to have some. But we know we have a two-day dan, and I don't want to go till 9 p.m. or later any night. That yeah, that gets to be a long that week. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. None of us want to do that. But the good news is, even if we do go long, you have Thursday to recover and sleep in. So <laughs> unless you're I don't a lunatic, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a lunatic. But even those shows tend to start a little later in the day, at least. They're yeah. not, you know, butt crack of dawn with Nan. So unfortunately, it's the same drive as it was to Heritage Hall. It's still down yeah. in that same complex. That's not a terrible drive, though. We tried to get the Marriott, which yeah. is right next door, but they were booked because mm -hmm. they really do have a giant ballroom, but they were booked. I was very fond of the idea of, you know, just taking two lefts, but mm. it didn't happen. Oh, well. Unfortunately, they'd already had somebody pay them for their room. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> it's, it's definitely in the back of our minds of, you know, the closer we can get it to where most people stay, the better. Oh, yeah. As long as it can be the, you know, adequate size show hall and, you know, give you the same quality of a show, closer the better. Yeah. Particularly in the afternoon when you try to get back when there's all that bad traffic. Oh, God, yeah. It's not bad at, you know, 530 in the morning when you're driving out there, but. It's it's, it's the dinner time. It's like, because it's rush hour, because it's during the week and all that. Ugh. Yep. And everybody's trying to get on the 64 right there, and it's all backed up. and mm. So, yeah. I'd love to avoid that. Well, hopefully. Well, I think that's everything I've got. Is there anything else you wanted to add in that I didn't ask? I can't really think of anything. I mean, other than one thing I hear from a lot of people is, you know, that collectability is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to do collectability. I was at a swap meet yesterday and a bunch of people said that to me. And I was like, do you know what your model is? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, then you know how to do collectability. Yeah. 
if you know what it is, and honestly, ID Your Briar is a great source. Like, it's not, it doesn't have paragraphs of information like Nancy Young's amazing book oh, does. God. But ID Your Briar is pretty freaking accurate on telling you what your horse was, when it was made, and how many was made of it. Right. And most documentation doesn't need more than that. Yeah. Like, unless you have something really obscure, you don't need a paragraph. Right. All you need to do is tell me what it is, when it was made, why it's special. And, you know, if it's a limited run, how many there were. Yeah. If it came with a COA, a COA is enough. That tells me all those things. Right. If it's a Briarfest COA, like I see what year it was. I see how many there were. This tells me it's OF. You know, yeah. collectability is like this big demon that people think is hard. It really isn't. Like, I'd spend a lot more time doing breed documentation research than collectability. Yeah, I, I feel like the you, you can just go with collectability, just go and say, because you, you can't walk up and be like, what else can I show my ideal stock horse as that's not a corn horse? Yeah, you know, that's true. It is an ideal stock horse, no matter which way you yeah, shake it. It is, you know, for collectability, it is what it is. It's not, can yeah. I squeeze this into some other category? That is true. But, uh, and that's why I think it's simple in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, it is what it is. If you have, you know, five horses in the same class and a three horse limit, well... Yeah, that's... You got to pick. You can't necessarily give it a different breed and move it. Yeah. But it, it's, I don't think it's hard. And I think a lot of people just, they think it's intimidating because they see the super rare stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But like there's, it doesn't have to be rare to be collectible. There's a lot of very desirable models that just because something is, you know, not the most collectible thing in the world doesn't mean it's not collectible in its own right. Right. Like everybody has their first grail. My first grail was number 401 Black Stallion because mm -hmm. he was discontinued the year before I knew Briars existed and I couldn't find him anywhere once I knew he existed and I loved those books so much yeah and I loved that really corny tv series that was on the family channel for years too oh, I forgot about and that. <laughs> like I remember talking my mom into sending a check off for him off a classified ad and just about horses after I sent off my self-addressed stamped envelope and learned he was still available and all that and that was my first grail. And you know what? I, I remember crying when I broke him, too, as a kid. <laughs> I bought a new one. He's in his stinking box. And he's got a place of honor. Like, things like that do have a part in collectability. Like, right. You know, as an 80s regular run goes, he was pretty popular. Oh, he, yeah. He's pretty collectible. And there's a lot of stuff out there like that that, you know, just because it's not going to win that class, it's got three in-between mares and two woodgrain pams and four woodgrain morgans, which is like... The, Woodgrain class, I judged when I was judging Briarfest. But just because it's not going to win that class doesn't mean it's not collectible. Right. It doesn't mean you can't take your favorite things out and just show them off. Oh, yeah. I show some horses that do terribly just because I want to bring them every right. time. It's like, this I is have mine. this horribly bloated path that I bring to shows now. And we call her Bloaty McBloatface because everything except her nose is bloated. Oh, no. I got her in a lot of horses that I found on Facebook Marketplace and she wasn't pictured. And I was just like, this is the best one here. <laughs> It's like a bonus. She looks like an alien. Her eyes are popping out of her head and her oh. ears and her nose are tiny. Poor thing. She, she had, had a bad mouth. day. I think she had a bad life. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like the bad last 30 years or something. <laughs> All right. I'm going to wrap this up and let you go. Thank you very much for joining us today, Robin. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night. You too. Wow. That was really great. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I love hearing the different perspectives on collectability, especially since I was much more of a nerd when I was younger, but I kind of mm -hmm. have not kept up. So, yeah. well, I think too, hearing the different perspectives kind of helps people with 
understanding when they go to a show why, you know, especially for something that's as subjective as like collectability, it's, you know, it, it helps them understand why one judge doesn't going to place things the exact same way as another. Right. I think that's right. helpful. Um, so. And the Dan thing sounds good. It does. It's kind of interesting. Yes. We'll see how it how it goes practically. But yeah, good good stuff. Yep. And thanks for handling that since I was at the hobby table at Briar West. Yeah, no worries. Worked really well. So from a technical end it was fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have some listener mail this week. Yay! Yay! We love listener mail. We have from Karen Crossley regarding the show farm format, uh, the new shorter version. She said <laughs> Hi there, I just wanted to drop you a line and tell you that I'm really loving the new weekly newscast. No more dark weeks of waiting before I can indulge in your podcast. I also never can seem to finish listening to longer shows in one sitting. The new way works so much better. Trot on, mares, trot on. Like it. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Karen. Thank you so much, Karen. That's awesome. We're glad to hear that we've I've the feedback has been really great. Good. That this show this type of show agrees a lot more with people's lives <laughs> yeah including ours <laughs> yeah right <laughs> including ours we also heard from river full and wilder about the mentoring program i have nothing but good things to say so i'm river full and wilder uh riverside studios on instagram and ruby full and wilder on facebook i applied for your program to learn how to show i was hooked up with cynthia briley she is the sweetest person ever we are both said on going to the Palmetto State live show together in April. She offered to share a table and gave lots of advice. I honestly probably wouldn't be attending if it wasn't for her. Please keep this program growing and I'll try to update you after the show. Excellent. That's awesome. That's perfect. Have a show yeah. buddy before you go. Yep. And thank you for Cynthia for mentoring her. We yeah. really appreciate it. This is in the North Carolina area. So River will get a lot of good exposure oh, to yeah. the artists and, and showers in the area. Yeah, it's a good it's a good region. So yeah, so if you have any comments or things you want said on the show, just email us at info at mayorsandblack.com, uh, RE, whatever you want to talk about, and let us know if you want us to read it on the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right, is it time to close the show? It's time to close the show. All right. Uh, we are always looking uh, for sponsors and shout outs. The Briar West deadline is, uh, or Briar Fest <laughs> deadline, Briar West, Briar Fest. Like Briar Josh, West Josh, Josh. Whatever. You know, um, crow, crow. I already have a sponsorship. One of the shows, our sponsors are gone. They're probably only going to be, well, since we have the newscast now, there'll be four shows the month before and the big one is gone already. So, oh, uh, is it really? Us, yeah. Uh, Mel Miller's going to sponsor. Wow. The big show before Briar. Briar nice. So get, you know, get a whole, we, we can still run ads. Just the sponsorships are going to go faster than everything else. So let us know if you want ads or, to sponsor a show and we'll get you hooked up. Excellent. Info at mirrorsandblack.com and I'll send you a price yes. sheet. Um, also always looking for uh, people who need mentoring, people who want to mentor. Um, you don't have to be youth. So if you want to try and do something new, you know, let us know info at mirrorsandblack.com and we can hook you up. Yeah. And the next collectability series is with uh, Kirsten and Sarah Wellman. That will be towards the end of March. And they will talk both collecti collectability for China and plastic. Excellent. And finally, if you can't <laughs> get enough of us blathering on about stuff that we're into, please check out the Nevers cast. Um, we're on a, th this one comes out roughly once a month. Yep. 
We do swear a little more. If you liked Josh from the last episode, yes. and I have to say, Josh did a bang up job. That Didn't was, he I do laughed. a great job? He was super he good. He did such a great job. But it'll be me, Heather, and Josh all together in one hilarious package. Please yep. check out the Never's Cast. Yep. I think the next show will be um, us talking about Firefly and specifically the episode Our Mrs. Reynolds, oh, which sweet. is a great fun episode. That is episode. a great episode. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, we're going to wrap it. Just let us know if you guys want some Mares and Black Herd Nerd shirts and we will get on it. Yeah. All right. Have all a right. good week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. The Mares in Black Podcast. Created and hosted by Heather Malone and Jackie Rossi. Written by Heather Malone. Produced by Heather Malone, Jackie Rossi, and Joshua Wessner. Edited by Joshua Wessner. Engineered at Two Ton Studios. Fulfillment Enforcer, Jackie Rossi.